Welcome to the game. I'm Ryan Fowler. This is Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. And uh, as you can tell, I'm not in a radio row. I'm actually uh, here at the John Wayne Airport, and I'm going to be flying out here in a few hours. But I'm going to hang out with you guys for all four hours. I'll be here. You'll have to put up with a little bit of noise in the background. I'm not really sure there was an alternative uh, when you're coming, you know, what, 2,500 miles away to do a radio show. you got to find a way to get back and I was trying to find a way to get back uh, a little bit earlier, but uh, travel arrangements uh, here as a lot of Alabama fans are headed back. But a lot of disappointment. We will do our good, bad, and ugly. We'll have a chance to uh, have an interaction show with you guys, and hopefully uh, these commercials will uh, something that we'll have to tolerate here. A lot of Alabama fans, a lot of Michigan fans uh, here at the airport as we head back, and a lot of uh, this this place is pretty much full of both fan bases. And uh, you know, the Michigan fans have been uh, very respectful, uh, even though, you know, when you think about uh, the possibility of them winning a national title, uh, I think a lot of uh, Auburn fans could probably teach them a little something about 2010. Remember when Cam Newton, uh, really the violations, but even really more than really Cam Newton, if you think about Michigan. I mean, we've got coaches suspended. Uh, but either way, I'm not going to use it as sour grapes. Alabama got their butt kicked, and uh, I don't really know if there's another way that you can summarize it. Uh, that's what happened. And it was unfortunate. Uh, Alabama looked so unprepared. It was probably one of the most unprepared football teams. Uh, the game plan was complete garbage. Uh, I think we could all talk about the final play. We could talk about multiple uh, opportunities that they had throughout the game. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, this Alabama football team was, uh, you know, one of those that uh, maybe overachieved at times, right? When you look back and you begin to think about it, you begin to analyze it. Uh, this Alabama team was playing with house money. Uh, probably, you know, we d- definitely deserve to be here, uh, but they were able to overachieve in multiple different areas there. So we'll dive into it. Uh, I want to kick it to Nick Saban opening clips here for just a couple of seconds here, and then we'll dive a little deeper into the show because uh, that's what we're going to do today. We're going to take your reaction. We don't have any guests. We're going to have a little fun between now and uh, 6 o'clock here in the Central Time Zone as I leave L.A. headed back to Tuscaloosa. Let's go here with the comments, and um, we'll go to Nick Saban's opening comments, and I'll go to Robert and Mobile first up. Yeah, well, um, obviously we're very disappointed about the outcome of the game. Uh, I don't think we played great in the first half, but I was really, really proud of the way our players played in the second half. We just didn't finish the last four minutes of the game uh, like we'd like to, and we're all very disappointed, and the players are disappointed as well. Um, But one thing that I told them in the locker room after the game, this is one of the most amazing seasons in Alabama football history in terms of where this team came from, what they were able to accomplish, and what they were able to do. Uh, winning the SEC championship and um, really, really proud of this group. And um, 
You know, I just wish that I could have done more as a coach to, you know, help them be successful and help them finish. And all we can do now is learn from the lessons that uh, sometimes failings bring to us. All right, uh, that's Nick Saban, given a lot of uh, different reasons. I know Nick Saban is one of those coaches that will always take full responsibility. I'm going to have to depend on you guys quite a bit today. Like I said, I'm remote here uh, at the John Wayne Airport. I apologize for the sound in the background. There's really uh, very little I could do uh, there. Flight, flight leaves 450 uh, Central, excuse me, 450 uh, Pacific, which is 650 there. So I will be able to get through the show. Hopefully you guys will be patient. We'll scream together. We'll yell together. Let's start with Robert and Mobile. Robert, good afternoon. I hope all is well. Welcome to the game in Tuscaloosa. Hey, man. How are you, Robert? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> now I'm better. <laughs> now that I finally got over the situation. You know, you know something that I've been saying myself too today. This, this team, team really overachieved when we were looking at the scheme of things. Um, they, I mean, they were actually a year uh, away from being a, a true national championship team. And, you know, when being Georgia, I guess, got us on such a high, we thought, hey, this is a championship team. And we overlooked a lot of the mistakes that plagued us early on. And we thought that, you know, maybe they cleaned up enough to where we could just eat, eat this one out. And then we'll get really get good next year. And we uh, found out, okay, no, we really, we're not going to be able to just eat this out. Uh, there's too much parity in college football, which that's what everybody wanted. And there's just too many good teams outside the SEC now to, hear, to have to go through three really good teams in a row and beat them all. That's what we were asking this team to do. And well, and, 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 and Robert, I think this team, they probably peaked, and this is one of those layoffs for 30 days that probably didn't help Alabama a ton. I mean, it was yeah. really unfortunate. Uh, Alabama was playing its best football there against Georgia. But at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't take away from this game plan. This, this was an awful game yeah. plan. It was probably one of the worst I can remember. I mean, I'm sitting there looking at myself, and I'm looking to a couple of media members, and I'm going, what's the identity? Who does this team really? want to be? And uh, that was that was a little bit confusing when you think about it. It, it was a uh, just overall, it was not very good uh, of a game plan. To, it it was yeah. it was it was ugly. I mean, it was ugly. I, I don't know any way to describe it. And the routes by the receivers that it's not their fault. It's the play calling that was being called. I kept just think, kept thinking, okay, why are we making them go so deep and having them run hold ball so long while they're taking these deep routes? Why, why aren't we uh, throwing some underneath, shallow, Marty, underneath Marty, things Marty, or getting the ball out of his hand quick, Marty, like Elaine Kiffin would have done, like a Steve Sarkeesian would have done. And we just we just weren't making those adjustments soon enough. Uh, I don't want to pick on any player, but the center is just, uh, I, I mean, we just, we okay, just shouldn't have been tolerating the ability to get the ball into Merrill's hand all season my alma mater, South Alabama, Ryan, has a better center than Alabama does. Well, and, and to he, be honest, it's, I'm, not, I'm not willing to blame. I, listen, I know we can blame Seth McLaughlin, and we can certainly talk about the snaps, but at some point that's got to be on coaching because right. you either missed in a development side of things or you missed in an area where you thought you could be able to cover up those weaknesses. This was a problem from the get-go. It was a problem for the first game all the way through uh, the final game. Yeah, and 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 so that that no longer falls on Seth McLaughlin. 
that falls on the yeah. you know on the coaching right. staff, right? I mean, is that is that right. a fair comment? I think it is. And I, I keep thinking, okay, if he'd gotten hurt, what would you have to have had to do? You would have to put the next man up. So what's the so if he's not getting the job done, what's the difference here? With the, by not having the next man up, you're telling me on the Alabama Crimson Tide team. The next man up is it, it, it just as incapable of getting the snapping the ball to the quarterback as the guy you have in there. Are you kidding me? On, on Alabama? And I'm watching F, 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 FBS schools whose who centers can do that? But my Alabama center can't do that? And you got nobody on the sideline that's capable of doing that? That's just, just shocking beyond belief. I mean, I, did, I, I, mean, I just couldn't believe that. But here, here we were in a, in a game, a playoff game, with the same issues with that set, with the center, and it's and of course that cost us. We did so many little things that cost us. There was a lot of little things that kept adding up that cost us the game, our overall game. Again, the preparation didn't look good. Some of the play calling didn't look good. And Michigan, with their miscues, probably kept us in the game. Uh, I hate to say it, instead of us dominating Michigan for their miscues, their miscues This is going to be part of the question here, is where do you place the most blame? Um, Like you said, it's the uh, overall, it's the coaching. Uh, Like I said, with the center, okay, um, either he's not being coached up, which is okay, or you don't have a a next man up capable uh, capable of taking over. Well, that's still coaching. I mean, how does that how does that happen on Alabama's Crimson Tide squad? The guys, I mean, it's just unbelievable that I can go pick out a center on virtually any college football team that would have done a better job. It didn't matter if it was FBS or FCS or any other or any other school. But on Alabama, we could, we didn't have a better we didn't have a better option. How does that? I don't. I can't fathom how that. So so that that goes mm-hmm. back to coaching. It's got to be. I mean, yeah. there's no way that you can pretend that it doesn't. I mean, it's got to go back to the yeah. coaching side of things. And and listen, as much as we gave this team a lot of credit, we were blinded. You know, they always say love is blinding, and I think Alabama fans fell in love with this this team. I mean, they fell in love mm-hmm. with this football team. And yeah, 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 yeah. It, it was almost yeah. blinded by some of the distractions when you look back at it. I mean, it well, is a... Well, early on, you know, we were hitting the team really hard with, the, with the, how they were before. And then, like you said, we uh, then we started taking them in under our wing and say, okay, yeah, we can do this. You know, come on, guys, we can do this. And, which we, which, and, it, and a lot of things were fixed, no question about it. But still, and but it, it let us believe this team was better than it really was. Well, really was, especially when meeting Georgia. We really got us. You know, we struggled against Auburn when we shouldn't have. And we really should not have struggled with that Auburn team at all, anywhere in the college football. And I, it just drives me crazy that we did. And then we, but we cleaned up with Georgia, and we thought, okay, maybe we can do this. And it just, it just, okay, that means you got to beat three teams, three great teams in a row to win a national championship. Three of the best teams in college football in a row to win a national championship. Can this team do that? And no, this this was not a team that could do that. Let's go the the good, the bad, or the ugly. The good is sponsored by Daniel Moore. The bad or the ugly is sponsored by, um, I don't know, you want to do Jim Harbaugh? You want to do Michigan? You want to do the coaches? I mean, Robert, you get that selection. You get that privilege. Talk to me. 
Well, of course, the uh, good, of course, was Will Riker and the punter. Those two guys were, I mean, if I had to give out an MVP award, I probably would have given them both of them. They they really came through for it. There was no, there was yes. no problem there. Special teams was no doubt a, a strength for this Alabama football yeah, team. It was yeah. from the get-go, right? I mean, it was. And uh, so uh, that's going to be one of the things. How much do you put in your personally, because I've been debating this, you know, you, you almost think about this Alabama football team wouldn't be here without Jalen Milrow. It, they, they would not. I mean, they would not be here without Jalen Milrow. But I think at the end of the day, you also back up a couple of minutes and you begin to think about it. He made a lot of mistakes. Um, sure. Yeah, I mean, some of that was on the center. I get that. But I also think that, uh, you know, he received some of this responsibility. You know, he, he got arrogant. Uh, you know, he talked about, you know, who's going to get the last laugh. And, you know, we celebrated that comment. But then when you let it mm. sit there for a couple of days, you begin to think, man, what a comment. What a comment. Um, you know, we, we've really never went through that before. And so... You know, and, and that's part of being humbled. And I, I love the Coach Bryant quote, um, losing doesn't make me want to quit. It makes me want to, you know, fight that much harder. And we'll see if this Alabama team responds. Yeah, uh, the good news is we got a lot of players back, a lot more maturity, a lot more experience. So maybe we can, because we're going to need, a, they're going to have to be better next year to run that schedule. There's just no question about it. If they don't improve, then we have no chance for that schedule next season. So here's where the better has to start happening. And, of course, the bad was um, uh, the center. <laughs> Those snaps, I mean, they've just been bad all season. He does not need to – I mean, I don't like to pick on any player, especially. Oh, with NIL, now we can pick on him a lot more than we used to. <laughs> they do get some pay. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so, um, so he, yeah. yes, and, 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 and that does give you a chance to fix your problems. Hey, Robert, I appreciate you so much. I, mean, right, I want to thank each and every one of you guys. I do apologize for uh, the sound here. Like I said, I'm leaving uh, the airport, but I'm going to be here four hours. I got here early just to be able to talk with you guys. Um, we could have flown out, uh, flown out early this morning, uh, but I thought it was, you know, I don't have a guest. I don't have any guests. None. Zero. You are the guest. And I want to hear from you, the good, the bad, and the ugly, but I want to, you know, I want to have a constructive criticism. We'll do that coming up in a couple of minutes. Super Joe, I see you. Joseph, okay. I see you. Coming up. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate you, man. We'll continue with more of the game next. Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Now, this hour's West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. The drought continues across West Alabama with National Drought Center labeling the entire area except Hale and Bibb counties in severe drought. Most two counties are in moderate drought. Wing Wednesday on again Friday and Saturday could further erode the drought, though. The Perry County town of Marion is again having water problems after two pumps malfunction. They are seeking bottled water donations. And Alabama lost more than a college football game yesterday. They lost linebacker Dallas Turner. He has declared his eligibility for the NFL draft. Get 24 Seven local news coverage and sports updates when you download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app and sign up for twice daily email newsletters. The pharmacy at Midtown, TJ Thomas. He's the Nick Saban of pharmacists. And if your pharmacist doesn't have an Alabama shirt on, you don't want him. 205 752 0627. 
sterile compounding facility, the only sterile compounding facility here in T-Town and West Alabama. All the compounding needs, the retail side, if you're looking for a pharmacy, many of those have closed here in West Alabama and you're looking to transfer your prescriptions, pharmacymidtown.com, pharmacymidtown.com conveniently located right there at the back of Midtown. You'll find the pharmacy at Midtown, a huge part of our show. 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly sunny this afternoon. The high today 52. Tonight increasingly cloudy with a low at 32. Tomorrow cloudy and cold. Some light rain at times. The high 43. And Thursday the sky mostly sunny. The high 52. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 49 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to the best sports talk show, breaking down the Crimson Tide, the game, with Ryan Fowler on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. So we welcome you right back into the game. I'm Ryan Fowler doing a radio show from John Wayne Airport. I appreciate each and every one of our sponsors. We're trying to make it back to Tuscaloosa. We will not be back until uh, somewhere in that 3 a.m. range. So I will be there tomorrow, but we're going to have some fun today. I say fun. I don't know if you want to call this fun. I, I think uh, I could probably think of a million different things that I could do that would be a little bit uh, – I could have more fun. So let me just label it that way. Uh, we're doing the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good is sponsored by DanielMoreArt.com. And right now we'll take more phone calls. Let's go to Super Joe. Super Joe, good afternoon. You're in the game. I hope all is well. Hey, man, it's all good, man. I'll tell you what, it was good. Oh, man, it's good. I the good part. We made the playoffs. We gave it the Alabama Tron. The bad, we made a lot of mistakes, you know, with Jalen Miller. And the ugly is we lost and could have won. So, so, so Super say, Joe, in, in your opinion, where do you put the most blame? Because, I mean, I, I'm looking at the offensive line, Off the coach, the offensive line, and, and then plus their coach, their last call in overtime, they get they are hip to Jalen Milro running up the middle. They were very hip to that. Michigan play lights on, I'm, and I'm giving them all the credit in the world. And I say, you know, I'm not I'm not going to be upset with the Michigan. I'm not going to blast them at all. Oh, but, you know, at the same time, you know, it, it was some stuff a little bit wrong with the officiating because, you know, that was an interception. You know, that, that was took away from us. That was an interception. And then you, and one time I could just say, look, like this, though. Yeah, I, you I, know. I, I disagree. I disagree. I, I thought he stepped out and he came back in. And, and according to the rules, that, that is a violation. But I also think, now I would love it. Wyatt, if, if you guys know, or Simon, I know you guys back in Tuscaloosa, maybe y'all have heard an explanation. I'd love to know the the roughing the uh, the punter um, yeah. running into the punter what, what, whatever you want to call that um, it, it's it, it, I mean there's a lot of things I mean this is going to take months to unpack I mean th- there's a lot of reasons to be frustrated uh, but where do you put the primary responsibility Super Joe you're, you're a smart football fan what do you think where do you put the primary I responsibility really, I mean I look at like they, they were they were definitely the ref for the ref not to call them for roughing that punter. You know, there was some bad officiating, and don't get me wrong. They wanted Michigan to win that game. I know they did. And, and I know I know the Michigan had a chip on their shoulder. Yes, I'm aware of that. And at the same time, you know, we had a stuff to prove as well, too. And, yeah, there was a mistake we made. I mean, we had, we had a, we had, it's a little, bit of, a little bit of a few things on our end. We made some mistakes from the start off the front, then the eye contact and on the defense. 
you know, because Kevin Steele's defense is better than what it showed yesterday. Oh, and yeah. Which, you know, the- well, and, and, and really that was the unit that carried Alabama, but that was also the unit that allowed Alabama to just get – I mean, that final drive, I'm sitting there going, okay, guys, there's four downs. you got to get a stop. And on fourth and two, what was it? Penalty yards. It was mistakes. It was something that you allowed to happen. Um, and it was it was one of those things that when you back up and you begin to think about it, uh, they drove right down the field. I mean, they took it right down the field with no hesitation, none, zero. I mean, it, it was yeah. – and, and, and I'll be honest. I had no confidence after that drive of going into the overtime. And I, I believe, listen, we can all point to that final drive. If Jalen Milrow gets into the end zone there – I'm still not sure. I mean, we'd have had a better opportunity, but I'm still not sure that I would have taken, you know, Alabama uh, to be able to beat those guys. I mean, it was Alabama played an ugly, ugly football game. Probably one of the ugliest I can remember. I mean, but but the problem is is for me, and I'm I'm on a little bit of a roll here, is the absolute just unprepared. I mean, this team did not even look like they made the trip to California that first half. Now. Michigan was not able to take advantage of that, right? I mean, they only went to the halftime break up a three. And really, Alabama was blessed to be in it at that point. I mean, that, I mean, it was – you look up at the scoreboard and you're like, it feels like 27 to three. And you go, Alabama's only down 13 to 10. But uh, Super Joe, jump in. I'm sorry, man. I'm – But no, but I'm I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm, – I'm, there's something that's disgusted and disappointed because I'm, I look at it like this. I say, you know, cause, I mean, I saw something we just were not doing correctly and – and mistakes are going to cost because people are coming. Whoever you play in the playoffs, they are coming to play. Now, I mean, I go, I'm beyond with you, you know, a little bit. You know, I have to. I got to honestly say, you know, it just it was like we well, we just came out there. I don't. I think we just came out there playing like we were playing in the regular season. It's like we just, it's like we just came back with those it's like those jitters that we start off with and came back, and then you know, and then that bad play calling at the end. When we could have really gotten it together, you know, we could have done it different. We could have ran around the Michigan defense, and I, and I can't say no more. You know, it's you know, it's all it's all over with. Instead, don't think we got to do wait on signing day and just hope for greater next year and look for the better recruits. Because you know, I just I just have to just I can't really say I don't really know what to say. I told the Michigan fans congratulations to them, and I mean I was a little disappointed, but I wouldn't have discussed it like as if we lost to LSU Auburn, but. I just I just saw where we really we really were just off we really we really were just off the off the pad. <laughs> we were because yeah. I mean just, we were off the pad because those and those we made a little one I say two too many mistakes and it just time cost us and certain mistakes you made you know it, it would just cost you and that's what it did with us and now with the Washington Washington Texas game I said Washington had a chance to win and so which I was right so I don't know Michigan versus Washington. Who who know who knows going who gonna win that? Um, who you think gonna win that? Who really knows? At the, at this time, I really don't care. Well, you know, I, well, I mean, I care because it's college football, and I love college football. I'd love to. I, I, I'm gonna pull for Washington, and I'm gonna pull for multiple different reasons. I don't think when you look at the Michigan program, you know, if I was a Michigan fan, you could be blinded by your love of your football team. But we have a lot of major integrity violations. I mean, that's that's evident. And that's not me being sour grapes. Yeah, I'm sour. Sure. Maybe it is sour grapes. Maybe a little bit of both. But I think when you look at some of the – I mean, it, it was so awkward to cover this week, Super Joe. When you have a coach stand up and says, guys, we're not even allowing our players to watch film out of a certain area because we're afraid that the Michigan's going to slip in and steal iPads. That no longer becomes gamesmanship. That's called cheating. It's cheating. 
So, so I mean, it, you know, everything, and and who knows? I mean, when you look at that first half, it, it did. Did anybody else notice Alabama got in a huddle a lot more in this particular game? Because Alabama normally, you know, goes everything on the sidelines. Did anybody else notice that? Why did, j- jump in here with Super Joe and I? Did, did anybody else notice that Alabama got in a huddle a ton last night? Did you notice it, Super Joe? And I noticed. I know some of that. I know. I know I mean, some of that. Just like I'm just like I don't know. It's been so awkward, right? I mean, I mean, think about it. We we've not really seen college players doing the huddle as much. I mean, they, they just don't do it. I mean, it, and so I watched Alabama last night getting a huddle because they were afraid their signs were already, you know, being known, uh, especially when you run an offense that's based on what we do, right? So I think when you when you step back a couple of minutes and you begin to analyze this, no doubt it impacted whether it was the mind game of Jim Harbaugh. Uh, but, you know, I talked to a lot of media members who cover him. Uh, he's a strange bird, man. He is a strange, strange bird. And that didn't come from me who covers him daily. Uh, that came from those that cover him, you know, up there. Well, um, I feel like about Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, you know, for a man is, you know, for a man has been suspended, you know, already during the season, come out there and he's I'm playing for a national championship. You know, I, I could just say Michigan, yeah, you could say they got a story on them. They might as well write a movie, well, whether they win the championship but, or not. But here's the thing, and, and this is not about suspicion. This is about, listen, the NCAA is waiting in the wings. They're waiting in the wings to pop these guys, right? I mean, I mean, listen, I think that's one of the reasons win or lose next Monday night, Jim Harbaugh is going back to the league because he, he can't take chances with putting it in the NCAA's fate. So that's going to be part of the things that we'll discuss because, um, you know, whether you think, well, that's Alabama fans just being sour, that's fine. I mean, you you can feel that way. You're entitled to it. I'm entitled to my opinion. Not you, but I'm talking about the fans outside. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jim, I'm going to be honest with you. I know one team that really wants it more than anybody. I can tell you one team about Chicago. Uh, Because that's where he he started playing his, his ball at. A little bit. And I know there's other teams that might want to, like Indianapolis could want him. But, you know what I mean? I'm beyond if he goes to the NFL, that might be a smart move on his behalf. But, you know, hey, it is what it is, you know, at the end of the day. So, you know, like I said. Super Joe, but, but, but just, to, just to refresh, you're putting the blame on the offensive line. That's where you want to put most of the blame. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit, a little bit. Of, and, then my, and I could say the defense just was slacking a little bit. And then I could say in the, in the bad play calling at the end. You know, Tommy Reese. Yeah, Reese picked, picked a bad time to the run and picked a bad time to you know make a you know, make a mistake, and that's what it was mostly costing. You know, but it's all done now. But you know, like I said, we got next season to go. The national championship will be Monday, and we're not in it. But well, Ty, we'll have a better season next year. Thank you, Super Joe. I hope you have a great rest of your day, man. Thank you oh, so I much will. for being a part of our show. All right, we'll continue with more. Uh, let's take Joseph on the other side. Joseph, I'm sure. Where I wonder where Joseph's been like for the last two or three months. But uh, anyway, we'll talk to Joseph coming up in a couple of minutes. I'm sure he's got a couple of rebuttals. Uh, we'll continue with more of the game. Todd, 100.9, 1230 WTBC. You're home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. 
Catch Christian and Corey Miller every weekday here on Tide 100.9. Yo, what up, everybody? Corey Miller, the pastor, playing from the Miller's Edge. The talking Tuesday and this day. We have a lot to talk about. We'll look at the Tide in Michigan. Who wins? Who moves on? And why? Tune in 11 to noon to hear Christian and Corey Miller break down everything from college to the pros on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama sports. Catch every game and every moment right here. This is your home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Me right back into the game here in Tuscaloosa. Our coverage is presented by Taco Casa Chicken Salad Chick. Uh, our great folks uh, right there bet you. Uh, certainly a lot of things to discuss, a lot of things to talk about, and we will do that today. We're asking, listen, I'm pleading uh, with you guys. I have not done any guests. I know the phone lines are jammed, but uh, be patient with us today. Uh, we're leaving out of John Wayne Airport. I will be here for the all four hours. I'll be live. Uh, we planned a lot of our trip around. I could have got a early flight and i would have been back in birmingham somewhere around uh at six o'clock mark but uh i thought it was something that uh, i had two flights uh, alabama did as well and i know a lot of people said ryan why did you book a flight uh going to houston well uh you know if i told you that alabama wasn't coming back to tuscaloosa would you have believed me no, i mean but you've got to make those travel plans especially with a you know quick six day uh turnaround where you you know get out of the stadium you get back to your place so uh, this was a backup plan, and uh, thankfully, I've always got a backup plan. <laughs> I try to. Uh, it's kind of like in radio broadcasting, Wyatt. Uh, you'll have like three or four different ways to broadcast, right? You, you've got multiple different ways, and I think I brought three different ways that I could have broadcast here. Uh, and, and, and so I appreciate you guys being patient with me, but uh, I do ask that you would participate in the show. I ask that you would uh, jump in, and I hope that we can have some constructive criticism. Uh, Joseph, good afternoon. You're in the game. I hope all is well. How you, how you doing today, Ron? Good. I just got to ask a question. Where you been? But I've been working. I'm uh, my work schedule's been I've been running. Okay. Well, what was your thoughts on the game? Well, my thoughts on the game, but it's, it's, it's just like Drew G. Armand said earlier in the year, and it's just like I said earlier in the year that Miro is going to win you the game, but on the big one, he's going to lose. Well, Super J- or, uh, Joseph, it's real easy to do that on the Monday after uh, a worse performance. I understand you've got a valid argument, excuses, people have to work, uh, but I often find it all, it's very convenient for you just to call in after a loss. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe I'm just trying to read something into something that may not be there, but, uh, you know, I, I believe you went in hiding for a few months and uh, now you're coming out. I get it. You'll probably take many victory laps, but go ahead and take yours and we'll let you go. You want, you want to cat get your tongue? Sorry? Did the cat Sorry? get your tongue? No, a cat didn't got my tongue, man. It's uh, uh, but it's just uh, it's like Drew D. said, uh, and everybody said it. And if we don't change, that's the same thing gonna happen next year because we got a like I said, we got an athletic person playing quarterback, but we don't have a quarterback, and he didn't do very good. He, he didn't have his best game. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. He did not have his best game. It was probably a game that um, 
you know, he made a lot of mistakes. But I also think some of those mistakes is on that offensive line. I mean, how many times I did mean, he get sacked, Joseph? How many times did, I mean, did, 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 did J.C. Latham give up a sack? How many times did Caden Proctor give up a sack? How many times did, was there a snap that was off uh, cue? Uh, a ton, a ton. So, yeah, you, you can you can put it all on Jalen Milrow, but you're going to sound idiotic uh, well, doing about it. Tua? I mean, what about Tua and the Dolphins? I mean, he gets through the ball in 1.2 seconds or two seconds. I mean, um, I mean, Tua don't have offensive line, and he's doing. I mean, he's making it work in the NFL. So why? I mean, I mean, why can't we have a quarterback like that? I mean, I if mean, you, I mean, that's what I'm if trying you're, to say. If, if you're really going to ask me that question, you are really in the shallow end of the pool. I mean, if you're going to compare an NFL quarterback who goes to work every day, mornings up, mornings down, in the evening, uh, sun up, sun down, and you're going to compare him to Jalen Milrow, uh, I mean, we can have a conversation, but I need to go back to the shallow end of the pool if, if I'm going to have this one. Well, well, but Tua was at Alabama. That's what I was trying to tell you. He, he played for Alabama. And that, and that helps him – I'm telling you that he 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 was the passes that the sack Jalen Miro was taking. If we would have had two last last night, we would have won the game. I mean, I mean that that's just a cold hard truth. You give us two a tongue below and we win that game last night. You you uh, I ain't gonna say it's all Miro's fault because yes, I were some bad snaps and the offensive line didn't hold like they should. Also, I wasn't happy on some of the plays that they done. But I'm going to tell you, we need to find us a quarterback that can be consistent. If not, we're going to get put out next year. Everybody can put the blinders on all they want to. And they can say, oh, well, it'll get better, it'll get better. Well, it may get better, but I'm telling you, until something changes, we're going to get the same thing going to happen again next year. I mean, we're going to run into that dominant defensive line like Michigan has. At At one point, Ryan, I watched the game. They brought six folks one time. They brought six folks. Brian, somebody's open. Somebody's open if they bring in six folks. I'm sorry, but somebody's open. Well, but, I mean, but, but, but if they were bringing six, I mean, I watched one play where they met Jalen Hurts, excuse me, Jalen Milrow in the backfield, right? I mean, it was it was one of those plays that, I mean, he had no seconds. I mean, you, you know, you were talking about, what would you say, 1.4 seconds that Tua, I don't know where you got that pro football focus, I assume, uh, but but it, you said he had just a couple of seconds there. I mean, he didn't even have a, a nanosecond, which is, which is the shortest measurement of time. Uh, when you when you think about Milro, listen, I understand you're frustrated. I get that. I think a lot of Alabama fans are frustrated, but I just don't know if it's fair to put it all on Jalen Milro. I think he made a lot of mistakes, and I'm sure he would he, he, he the would tell you. To say he's not to blame. Is, is you're blind? I mean, because he is part of the blame. I ain't gonna say he's well, all the blame. I ain't gonna say he's all the blame, but he is part of the blame. Well, I, like I, I said, say, I ain't, I'm not gonna put the whole blame on him, but I'm gonna say he he's part of the problem. And yeah. until we get us well, a quarterback, until we get us a quarterback, the same we're gonna we're gonna win some games next year. Like we did this year, and then we run up against that good team like we did this year, we get beat again. That's a whole, yeah. that's a whole cold hard truth. Well, and and you've got that opinion, and I'm going to have my opinion. Uh, I think you've been a coward for the last two months. No. No. I think I think you've avoided it. No, I think you've avoided it because 
you couldn't stand it in your heart of heart to praise Jayla Milrod. You you could tell me so so that was your opinion, and this is my opinion. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just telling you it's it's my opinion. I just find it very convenient uh, that you know you haven't called in several months, but that you want to call in on the day after the national championship loss, or excuse me, the Rose Bowl loss, and uh, you want to pin blame. Like I said, maybe it is true, maybe it's not, but that's my opinion. Joseph, have a good day, man. All right, you too, bud. The Lord gives me blessings. I thank you for patience. I bit my tongue more than thing when when you ask to be tested on your patience and you get that. Yes, and and many times we do ask God to test us on our patience, and uh, that was probably one phone call I, I can't remember in my twenty years, twenty three years of broadcasting. Uh, where I came that close because I, I never want to accuse somebody of something. I'm going to let people have their opinions. That's the premise of my show. Uh, but I also think when you step back and you begin to kind of think about it, it's uh, it, overall, it, it you know, he can give me excuse after excuse after excuse. But, you know, you, you telling me you can't squeeze in a three-minute phone call uh, to give a compliment after, you know, beating Georgia or, you know, throwing the, uh, the 31-yard touchdown pass against Auburn. I, I'm not really sure I'm buying that. So I'll let that sit on the counter. Uh, let's continue. Let's go to Blueberry Steve up in Montreal, Canada. Blueberry Steve, you're on the game. Hi, Ryan. I want to ask you how you are because I'm sure I know how you are. You're feeling the same way I am. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, let me let me say this. It was a disappointing end to a fabulous season. It was. That's what I have to say. And Ryan, it's not on Jalen. Let me ask you a question. I sent you a text. I don't know if you've got it. You probably have a million texts. Please proceed to gate 16 Yeah, go ahead, Blueberry Steve. I'm sorry. I've just got a radio, a couple of radio, excuse me, airport announcement. So I apologize for that. But continue. I'm sorry. I can hear you fine. I hope you can okay. too. I, I'm trying to make it back from uh, the West Coast, and uh, it, it, it's it a sound, little bit of a, sounded, you know. It sounded like well, um, Darth Vader talking in the back. <laughs> yeah, well, and and it's uh, it, it's a little bit of a distraction, but we're gonna make it work. I promise. We're we're gonna do right. our best. Uh, right, right. But here's the thing. I I I, I, I don't know if you, you probably had a million texts. My question was, do you think it's fair to blame, is it fair to blame Seth McLaughlin for the loss? How many, how many snaps, how many snaps did he, I can't believe it. This is, this, this is not right. It was super, it was super frustrating. Um, and, and listen, I think. You know, Seth, last night, by him not wanting to talk to the media, tells you everything you need to know, right? I mean, he chose not to to speak to the media, which is an open locker room, and it's one of the toughest environments you'll ever go into. But he chose not to speak to the media. Um, so I'm sure he probably places a lot of that blame. He probably places a ton you, of that blame. And I'm not – listen, listen. I'm not a, an athlete, let alone a student athlete, so I don't know the – I can't imagine the pressures that these guys are under. But – um, this was not just in this game, the snap issues. It was all season, pretty much. It never got corrected. So, Blueberry Steve, may I ask, how much do we put that on coaching? 
that's what I just said. I said, I think it's part of coaching. Exactly. Now, let me ask you another question. What in the heck, when, when, when we were down, what was it, first and goal from the three, uh, 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 right at the end, why, why, why does he, why does, I mean, Tommy, why does he call a play right, right into, like, why are you doing RPO? Why I don't know. I just don't understand the play calls. When, no, I don't, I don't, I think a lot of us don't understand that play call. That play call was, uh, one of those that you scratch your head. And listen, I was a couple of feet away from Nick Saban when they called the timeout. And I can't say what he said, uh, on this radio, but I could hear it. Um, he didn't <laughs> like the play call and that's why he called a timeout. And then he came in and, and Wyatt, I know we've got the audio from the final play call. Did you hear the audio? Uh, from Nick Saban explaining the play call from no, last night. Did you, okay, I tell you what, no, let's play I, it because there's probably chances are that we probably got a lot of people out there that uh, haven't heard this audio. Wyatt, do you see the play call there where Nick Saban was asked about that final call? And uh, he kind of gives an explanation. I think it's a fair uh, comment that we could play if you don't mind. Uh, we called three plays. Um, one they called timeout. One we called timeout. And the last one that didn't work. So the fact that it didn't work made it a really bad call. You know what I mean? So um, but we called timeout because we had a bad look. We had a good look on the first one. Uh, they must have known it. Um, but Tommy just felt like the best thing that we could do uh, was have a quarterback run. Uh, which was kind of our two-point play, one of our two-point plays for this game. And the ball was on the three-yard line, which is just like a two-point play. So, But we didn't get it blocked, so it didn't work. We didn't right, execute so it very well. That there and was the audio work. of Woodbury I'll let you and, react to yeah. that comment. Well, uh, I mean, what, how, how, how else is he, what else is he going to say? He's not, he doesn't want to throw Tommy under the bus, right? No, he doesn't. And Nick Saban, you know, took full responsibility for the way that team played. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and he's, he's still the, the top, top notch coach, but in my mind. Um, we'll, we'll come back next year. I'll be coming back down to Tuscaloosa again. I just don't know if it's the Georgia game, but I'll be coming down again. Absolutely with my son and uh, my brother and his son. We'll be, we're not, ah, uh, it was. I'm kind of glad that Texas lost last night, though. I, I was too depressed to watch the game, and then I just got the end of it. <laughs> well, and, and really, I think, really, you think about it, I think this is the new college football. I, th- I think this is what it's going to look like. I think this is what it's going to be. Um, yeah. You know, you're going to have a it, – it's a jumbled up mess because it was designed to be a jumbled up mess. Fair yeah. enough? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, the, other, the other thing is, I mean – there was one call. It should have been a call when when the guy, even the announcer on, on, on the on the television said, uh, he said that he ran into the kicker and he, he kind of like knocked his. He said it should have been a, a running into the kicker and so what's his name? Our our kicker, our punter. Yeah, James Burnham. I thought it was a. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was a was. I understand there's some technicality there, 
you you have to be able to run into the plant leg and all these different things. But guys, that's a dangerous play. If that's truly no, the rule, no, no, no. The, the 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 referee specialist on the TV said, I, I I don't remember exactly what he said, but he said that according to the letter of the law, that should have been called. So so I, I guess my question is, is why was it not called? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. that was right in front of their face. I mean, maybe the Big Twelve yeah. officials uh, last night can make us appreciate uh, the SEC officials, right? I, <laughs> I mean, don't I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, listen, 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 Ryan. Let's be honest. There were things that didn't go our way. We can't blame it on. There were things that didn't go our way that should have been called. Well, and, okay. and I mean, you know, the other part, of, and I know Joseph. I'd love to be able to have a conversation, a real conversation uh, that's not based on hate. But listen, Jalen Milrow, the fumble, you know, we could talk about the final play, but I thought the, the fumble was where we really lost momentum because Alabama had taken the lead and then they automatically stopped Michigan and, and then they began to drive down the field. Jalen Milrow scrambles out and then he, he fumbles the football. You remember the play I'm talking about? I do. And the, the announcer pointed out that he has a habit of holding it in, the, in, in, the, in his wrong hand when running. And well, but but some some of that some of that was the turf because I'm gonna tell you I walked on that turf. Matter of fact, I got in trouble for walking on that turf pregame. We're talking about four hours, three hours and a half before the game. I don't know what the name of the grass is, but that is some slippery stuff. But both it's both California teams had to play grass. On. It's California grass. They smoke it, man. Is that what it is? Is that what it is? Well, I I didn't see any uh, folks out there, but, but I, what I'm saying is, see, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you some things that happened um, that that probably okay. people don't even realize happened. Okay, the grass was such an and and I had a friend of mine. I, I got to give him credit. I'm gonna give him credit right here on the air. Um, Tony in Tuscaloosa sent me a message when it rained, and he said, "I'm not very." This concerns me. And I, I, I said, why? And, and he, he talked about it. When I got to the field, I walked out on that, that field because this, they don't handle rain very well out here. It doesn't rain as much. I mean, you're in the middle of the desert. Right. So when you look right. back at, right. at, at the field conditions, when I walked out on that field, it was like a, it was a weird, it, it was moisture, but it was a weird moisture. It was like, I don't know if the humidity was trapped because of the tarps, but, um, there was players on both teams coming back through the tunnel that had major, like in other words, they were coming off the field and there was something on the bottom of their, their cleats from coming off the field. Now listen, I cover a lot of football games, okay? I watched mm-hmm. multiple players fall for both teams, pre-game and after the game. I watched a Michigan guy almost hit his head on a concrete block wall after the game. That's that's not good. Guys, I mean, I understand no, the Rose Bowl no. tradition. I understand the history. I appreciate it. I get cold chills when I walk in that stadium, but that doesn't give any excuse uh, for that. You know, I watched Malachi Moore bust his absolute butt last night coming off the field after the game. I mean, I'm talking about he was walking off the field, not running, walking, coming off the field into the tunnel because of the slippery stuff that was on his cleats from the field, he couldn't he couldn't even keep his traction and, and his feet slid out from under him and, and wow. he busted his absolute butt. Now, I've got a video, I'll never put it up. I'll never put it up because I was watching, I was watching coming off. 
And wow. you know, a lot of the players were, were lifting him up as far as spirit wise and you know, kind of just embracing him. But then when when you back up a little bit, you think about the, the field conditions were, were not good. So that fumble that we're all talking about, um, some of that goes back to the field conditions. But I say both teams played on it. Um, it, it was what it was. Do you, do you remember early in the game, what I think the first time that Jalen took off with the ball and he slid, but he slid in a weird way. Do you remember that? Yeah, it's and, like and people, thought, people, people thought that he was actually getting down. He wasn't getting down. He just lost footing. No, exactly. And, and, but, but the fumble also, if you look at the fumble, he slips on the turf. He slips on the turf, and he takes his hand, and, and he has to switch the ball to the other hand because he wants to keep going. I mean, he was trying to fight for a yard, and, and I'm sure Joseph would criticize him for fighting for that yard. Uh, I, I don't think Joseph has anything. hatred in his I heart. Think, I think I don't criticize him for anything. I think that we're blessed as as fans of of of, of Alabama Crimson Tide to have a, a young man like that and who's coming back who overcame the adversity. And I think that it's going to be even a better season next year. That's what I think. I agree. So I don't care. I don't care about the naysayers. I don't care about the naysayers. Lank, right? Let all the naysayers know. That's right. Blueberry Steve, I I thank you for being a part of my show, and I appreciate you calling in. Thank you again. And uh, don't go anywhere, man. We're we're, going to be around for the next three hours, and we're going to be around for the next 200-something days as uh, we get our countdown to the first game. I'll see you soon. Thanks, Blueberry Steve. We'll continue with more of the game. Todd, 100.9, WTBC, your home for Alabama. Bama Crimson Tide Sports. This is a special. The best breakdown of Alabama football in the state. The game with Ryan Fowler. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tuscaloosa, we are powered every single day by Tuscaloosa Toyota, TuscaloosaToyota.com, 3325 Skyland Boulevard, and online at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Listen, I, I know that a lot of people are frustrated. I am as well, uh, but I, I want to hear from you. It, it is something that I think is, you know, my wife is a therapist. Uh, she says, talk it out. Uh, we're talking it out, uh, and, and I think we've had some, you know, some really solid comments, some comments that have made me think. We do have two lines available if you jump in. Uh, I know that uh, the sound is not optimal. Uh, we're live at the John Wayne Airport. Uh, I think this will be the first time that I've ever done a show watching airplanes take off, but I'm actually watching two runways, two planes taking off at the same time. I do want to thank Bet You for being a part of our show. I want to thank Chicken Salad Chick. I want to thank Taco Casa. I want to thank Blue Spring Living Water. Uh, I want to thank our guys at Briar Spray Foam, DanielMoreArt.com. There's still a lot to be celebrated here, and uh, we're going to try to do that uh, today. We're, we're going to highlight. I mean, I wrote last night in my good, bad, and ugly. Alabama fans, you're playing with house money, and uh, we certainly are today. We'll take Tommy and Robbie that's coming up in just a couple of minutes. T-Town Tide, 
100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly sunny this afternoon, the high today 52. Tonight, increasingly cloudy with the low at 32. Tomorrow, cloudy and cold, some light rain at times, the high 43. And Thursday, the sky mostly sunny, the high 52. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 49 degrees in Tuscaloosa. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Dan the New York Jets released running back Dalvin Cook today. Cook signed with the team during training camp and ended up amassing just 67 carries on the season. Reports say that Cook was able to forfeit some of his guarantees as he now could sign with a contender for a playoff push. Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett denied rumors that he refused to be the backup to Mason Rudolph in Seattle last week. Pickett will be the backup to Mason Rudolph on Saturday's game against the Ravens. Now, Ravens head coach John Harbaugh said yesterday they'd reveal their plans soon on if they'll rest players for that matchup. The NFL has assigned referee Brad Allen and his crew to be the officials for that game. Allen's been under scrutiny, most noticeably following last week's Lions-Cowboys game. Rams head coach Sean McVay confirmed to the team's website that he'll return as the head coach in 2024. Free agent offensive lineman Lyle Collins working out with the Cowboys as he may be reunited with the team that drafted him. Red sign pitcher Frankie Montes to a one-year deal. Place is uh, super busy with Alabama fans. Uh, been getting a lot of roll tides from time to time. There's a lot of Alabama fans that uh, came out with a different uh, mindset, a different uh, thought process. You jump in the plane, you spend a few thousand bucks to uh, come and watch your team win a national title. And uh, you know, maybe that is a little bit of my frustration. You know, Alabama came out of California a couple of years ago uh, and just absolutely got absolutely hammered. Right. Uh, it was one of those performances that uh, I'll never forget. Uh, this is probably one of those that I'll never forget. I mean, this was it was Alabama never got off the bus in that particular game. And, uh, you know, they got off in the second half, but that first half was not pretty. I mean, it was a very unprepared uh, game plan. It was uh, one of those when you when you step back and you begin to kind of analyze it. I thought it was an unprepared football team. Uh, I got to put a lot of that responsibility on coaching. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm, I'm friends with some of these guys. I, I appreciate them for what they made at the University of Alabama, but just like this job, uh, it comes with, with a responsibility as we all do. Uh, you know, it, it's things that we do. We get critiqued. Uh, and, and listen, I know Tommy Reese is probably one of those that feels guilty as anybody. Uh, but that was an awful game plan. Probably one of the worst. That, that I can remember when you talk about just what they were trying to do. And I think, listen, I think we're also immune to something, too. We've praised Kevin Steele quite a bit, uh, but I also go back to Kevin Steele. Kevin Steele, that, that was not a great game plan. Uh, you know, that Michigan offense, they were doing things that made Alabama get out of sync, uh, and, and that pretty much showed all day. 
Let's continue. We're always powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota. I do apologize if you didn't hear me in the 2 o'clock hour. Uh, I'm live at the John Wayne Airport, and uh, we are having some, a lot of airport announcements here. It looks like a lot of people are lost, but this place is absolutely packed with Alabama fans and Michigan fans, probably more Alabama fans in this particular airport. I just saw a couple of my media colleagues uh, over uh, getting a plane, and uh, like I said, I'm going to be hanging out with you guys for the entire show. I will not go off early. Uh, we'll be flying out of here, coming up 4.50 Pacific. Uh, we'll get back in Tuscaloosa, I think somewhere around 3 a.m., so uh, I don't know if sleep's a good thing. Tom Brady, I know, wrote in his book, sleep is a critical part of health. Uh, I'll, I'll survive with uh, with limited sleep, so I'll try to get some tomorrow. We'll, we'll definitely be back in the studio tomorrow, which uh I'm kind of excited to do. Let's continue. Let's go to Tommy and Romulus. Tommy, good afternoon. You're in the game. I hope all is well. All is well. How are you, Pilgrim, since you're in John Wayne Airport? <laughs> well, I've had better days. This won't be a memory of mine, to be honest with you. Um, well, yeah. And, and, I'll, and I'll be honest with you. Another thing, uh, if you get my butt out of California, and if Alabama has no reason to come back here, you won't catch... Uh, me out here just doing a leisure trip. I'll just leave it at that. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm winking at you, Tommy. You know what I mean? I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, that semi degree weather, the needles on the beaches, and the poop on the street. Nobody can turn that crap down. Come on, Ron, follow. Well, uh, I don't know. I didn't see needles on the streets, but it's just a different thought process. I mean, it, it almost reminds you of. You're kind of going to a, a different country, and I'm not talking about. It's just a way of thinking. Uh, it's uh, sure. So, well, so that'll be one of the things that we'll discuss here today on the game and Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. So, um, got a lot of people uh, here at the the John Wayne. Can you hear that in the background, uh, Tommy? Yeah, I, I can hear. People okay. talking or, okay. you know, flight so-and-so leaving, going somewhere. Well, he just, he just wanted just me to you. add, yeah, he just wanted me to add to the conversation that, uh, uh, Alabama's game plan was awful. So, uh, I added well, that to the lineup. Well, it wasn't a good one. I, we just seemed like we was out of sync. It just was not, I'm like, didn't seem like the ball bounced our way. It just seemed like we just, I hate to say I'll praise the team of the year that we can make adjustments, but we didn't. didn't say, or they didn't say, I mean. And um, I'm, I was going to be nice this year, but you know what? I'm going to have to call one of your callers out. I'm going to be a Okay, let it rip. Let it rip. I'm going to let it rip. Milrose did not lose the game. We lost it as the Alabama football team. Offensive line lost it because they gave up five sacks. Milrose didn't win the game. We win as a team, we lose as a team. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to call it this summer in July, when they start this crap about who's going to be the starting quarterback, the Sager from California is already being called on Milrose. I don't want to hear the BS next year, this coming year. I really don't. And Joseph, you're wrong. Milrow will improve. Yes, he made bad plays. He made mistakes. So did the offensive line. So did the thing. And the coaches got corrected. The two things we got correct. We got to find a center to snuff the ball to him. Our quarterback should not be a shortstop or etc. 
trying to pick up ground balls. That takes seconds off the time. Alright, going or running, whatever. Alright. Now, I'm going to shoot this theory down real bad. Alright, go ahead. He, he praised Brad Johnson's son as an intellect, and his father played in the NFL for Texas A&M. Blah, 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 when he was up Florida. I think State. I do remember yeah. something like that. Yeah, where is Brad Johnson's son and, I mean, children now, where they at? Let me tell you. They transferred to North Carolina. They're going to be Tar Heels next year. Who won that game? Hey, Joseph, who won that game? No, not Melrose. The University of Alabama did. High defense, offense. He made plays when he talked. All right, what we're going to come out of this year is, is Melrose willing to improve? All right, is Law, Pettis, and Bond, and I tied in, willing to get better? I remember when we won the National Championship three years ago, I'll name his name. Next year, Billingsley said on his behind, and I think we had coaches that didn't motivate them to move them. Tommy, I lost you there for a second, man. Well, yeah, I'm hearing all the noise. I said, you got a fan club out there. Yeah, well, I I, I think we've, uh, I went to a corner that had nobody, and uh, I think the uh, the nursery has moved over. Well, it sounds like it. Well, no, the point I was making was, I heard all these great quarterbacks. All right. Let me ask you this question, if you can still hear me. Oh, I'll make it. I can hear you great. I can hear you perfect. All right. Did Carson Beck lose a game for Georgia against Alabama? He did. He, yeah, no. he did. Well, okay, Georgia did. All right. Maybe the receiver didn't have the ball just right. No, uh, yeah, it's going to be, like, I mean, but I'm hearing that Carson Beck sucked and he lost the game. Well, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I haven't really paid a lot of attention to Georgia fans, but I bet they would, uh, they're probably a little disappointed. Well, sure. Now they balk, and now they should have been in the playoff, beating a team 63 to 3. I mean, you know, it's just, I mean, but no. All right. Did Jason Milrow beat Georgia by himself? No. Did he beat Carson Beck? No. The University of Alabama beat Georgia. Eighteen big There's like eighteen. Fair enough. Gee, all these great quarterbacks. Everybody is so much better than Melrose. How did we win the SEC? How did we get in the playoffs? Tell me, Ron Powell. I want Joseph to explain that to me. He's only making excuses. Well, he's going to lose game next. Well, if you're going, you know, all I said was is the convenience of the call, right? And he said he had to work, which is, hey, listen, if he had to work, then then only he knows that. But, you know, I think it's, you know, he, he criticized him for two or three months. Then Alabama gets to this point. He makes some heroic plays. When you think about the 31-yard uh, pass interception, uh, excuse me, the pass down at, uh, you know, the Gravedigger oh. play. So if you want to criticize him, you also have to have the guts to be able to praise him, too. And, uh, you know, I, I called him a coward. Probably shouldn't have said that, but I meant it. Well, he is a coward. I'll say it. I think he's just a troll, Lord troll. He can rip me no more. I hope he has the guts to call back. Because, you know, after the Texas a we didn't hear a peek about him. And just like the other callers don't come back, you know, 
Now they're all happy. The world's right. Alabama lost. Well, Nick Saban is going to look over there. I think we need to find a center and a porter to do long And the offensive line can get better. I mean, we got to get stronger. We got to put people around. I mean, was this a terrible Was this No. We accomplished more with less experience than we did the last two years with experience. Just let that say for a moment. I heard you might not have the best game playing yesterday. All right, it happens. But we were in a better position to win games the last two years than we were before. Okay. Bye-bye. And, and I, no, Tommy, I want to ask you one more question. Yeah. You still with me? Yeah. Where do you, put the, where do you put the majority of the blame? Well, evaluation and coaching was this. I'm going to tell you why. Because we had two or three coaches in the past two or three years. Didn't go out and retreat. You heard that. Everybody wanted to fuss at Melrose. Retreat his size and Mel O'Brien. Mel O'Brien sat on his butt, okay? So did that offensive line coach who was the head coach. He went and teach him for net. I want somebody to teach him football. And not that guy three yards back. So you're running back, get six or something yards on the carry. I won't coach. I mean, I think it went better in the recruiting part. We didn't have the piss and spit defensive line that we've had in the past that wouldn't give up an inch. They would bite you, they would bite you, they touch you, they would slap their own mother if she was running the ball for the other team back. Play defense and offensive line. We don't have the grip. We're trying to get it back. And I say our offensive line coach and try and do that. But it's going to take them another year or two. I'm real proud of this team. I mean, disappointed for the team yesterday? Sure, I'm all I'm greedy, I told you Friday. I'm a greedy person. I want more. I mean, hey, well, th- Tommy, thank you again for being a part of our show, man. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Tommy. Yeah, man, we'll talk later. All right, tomorrow. Bye. Thank you. Uh, appreciate it. Let, let, I'm going to take J-Rob on the other side if it's okay. We'll do that coming up next. T-Town Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Now, this hour is West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. The drought continues across West Alabama with National Drought Center labeling the entire area except Hale and Bibb counties in severe drought. Those two counties are in moderate drought. Rain Wednesday and again Friday and Saturday could further erode the drought, though. The Perry County town of Marion is again having water problems after two pumps malfunction. They are seeking bottled water donations. And Alabama lost more than a college football game yesterday. They lost linebacker Dallas Turner. He has declared his eligibility for the NFL draft. Get 20 20- seven local news coverage and sports updates when you download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app and sign up for twice daily email newsletters. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. What for many of you is the first drive in of 2024 has been pretty quiet this morning. We have had a handful of mostly minor accidents. One has just cleared. This was on the southbound side of Highway 69 near Skyland Boulevard. Was on the shoulder most of the time anyway, but now it's gone all together. No backup to the area there. If you're traveling 2059 from Foster's out to Cottondale, you're at posted speeds with no problems there. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero.
DanielMoreArt.com as we celebrate special occasions, birthdays, anniversary, that Alabama fan in your life. It's DanielMoreArt.com. Christmas time upcoming. You want to celebrate that Alabama fan by visiting the website. All the great prints celebrating Heisman winners, great coaches, Nick Saban, and Alabama's given us so many great moments to think about. And we talk about living rooms. Tua Tungavailoa, second and 26. Devontae Smith, Heisman Heights, Mark Ingram, Bryce Young, Nick Saban, Coach Stallings, Coach Bryant, DanielMoreArt.com. Remember the code word, the game gets a significant discount. You got to put it in the game, significant discount, DanielMoreArt.com. And we would also ask when you say, where did you hear about this? We'd ask that you would select the game with Ryan Fowler. We greatly appreciate you going to DanielMoreArt.com. Pastor's Kitchen Mexican Food right there in Northport. If you're looking for the great specials daily, the fajitas are outstanding. The pastor's dip, the appetizers, the fried ice cream, always a great option. It is Pastor's Kitchen Mexican Food. Also, find the food truck. And we are also now serving breakfast at Pastor's Kitchen Mexican Food. Stop by the McFarland Boulevard location. You can also find them in Northside Pastor's Kitchen Mexican Food with Pastor Garcia. Did you Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly sunny this afternoon, the high today 52. Tonight, increasingly cloudy with the low at 32. Tomorrow, cloudy and cold, some light rain at times, the high 43. And Thursday, the sky mostly sunny, the high 52. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 51 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. I think special teams did a good job tonight. We did a good job of controlling field position. Uh, I think both specialists uh, did a really, really good job. James did a great job of punting. Uh, they had time to maybe go two minutes at the end of the game and the fact that he kicked the ball with a two-yard line or one-yard line or whatever uh, was really, really good. Will made some huge kicks, uh, what, 250, around 50-yard field goals. Um, so they missed a field goal, which put us in great position to have a chance to be successful at the end of the game. But uh, us not finishing a couple drives, and if you really analyze the game, one of the biggest things is, is we didn't play well enough on defense when we needed to. And the second thing is, is we had too many drive-stopping plays on offense. I mean, we shot ourselves in the foot. Sack is a drive-stopping play. Getting a penalty usually is a drive-stopping play. So um, some of those things we self-inflicted. Really and, you know, I told the players after the game. I told them before the game it's going to be about what we do. And when you look back at it, it's, it's kind of about what we did and what we didn't do. Um, not taking anything away from Michigan. They played a great game. They got a good team. They're very well coached. And I uh, wish them the best of luck in the future. But, you know, we could have done things a little better as well. And that's on me, on the coaches. It's not anybody else. All right. We appreciate uh, each and every one of you guys for hanging out with us. We'll be with you for the next couple of hours. We're live at the John Wayne Airport where there is a lot of disappointed Alabama fans uh, that will be making their way back to Tuscaloosa or wherever they may be. Uh, that's a big thing that we're uh, talking about here. We're taking your phone calls. I'll start back with J-Rob in Montgomery. J-Rob, good afternoon. You're in the game. I hope all is well. Afternoon, Ryan Bauer, 
Okay. Jay Rob, I got to ask you a question. You and I are friends, are we not? I consider you a friend, yes, sir, huh? Okay. Do you think it would be wrong? Because I am in California, okay? Do you think it would be wrong for me to do part of the show in the nursing room where, like, mother's nurse? Because it's not occupied. I'm asking you as a friend because that's what friends are supposed to do. You well, think it would be I, I, wrong for my advice would you would be to you to go tell that woman to control her youngins. I mean, good good lord. I mean, I, I heard her. I heard them screaming over there well, while you par- were parents, trying to do the radio parents, show. Yeah, par- parents don't parent anymore. They let kids go buck wild, man. I uh, yeah. Yeah. We, we didn't have a perfect daughter, but we did have one that. Uh, this kid was just screaming at the top. I don't know if you guys, and I was, I was hitting the mute button about half the time. So, uh, that was one of those that I kept, I kept trying to avoid the sound. Hey, here's the animal relief center. How about that? Let's see, let's see if this might be the better place. Hold on. This, this might be perfect. How about this? Is this better? Is this, probably, probably is it, be quiet. I mean, I'm in the animal relief center. This, this will be a, uh, a new place to do a show. Uh, what do don't you think? No, I mean, we, don't, hear do you... No, don't hear no background noise right now. Well, how about that? Praise the Lord. I, I'll have to go to the pet relief center. Hey, just in case I have to go to the bathroom, uh, this will be some options here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you brought a little bit of comedy to the show well, on, on a trying. sad I'm day. Well, I've tried. I've tried. But uh, that was uh, very, 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 very unique. I, I was in a – I was – I picked a spot – and the first spot I went to, I mean, I'm trying to bring in a little comedy, as you said. Okay, the first spot I went to, I went into an area where he said, uh, listen, there's not going to be anybody down here. You're going to have the entire place by yourself. I said, oh, perfect. This will be perfect. Okay. <laughs> so I went down. I went down. I got in this position, went down, went through a couple of different you know, audio checks. All of a sudden, all these commercials began to play, and they began to play at a pretty rapid pace. And, uh, I'll try to give you play by play. So we got a, uh, we got a little puppy over here that's, uh, doing business. So, um, let's see if he's got a plan. Cause Alabama didn't have one. Yep. He's got a plan. He's got a plan. He has got a plan. He looks like, well, uh, you know, when, when, the, when all those youngins and people start getting around you when you're going to be up by, be by yourself, uh, it's like when you park your car out in the very end of the parking lot. Cause you don't want yes. nobody banging the doors up get your car. When you get Jay back, Rob, everybody's I, all the way around you. I knew you were my friend for a reason. I knew you were my friend for a reason because what you just said right there. Because it's so true. It is so true. You can, like, if you go out and you buy a brand new vehicle and you, you want to park at the end, right? And you want to park right. way out there, right? Because you don't, I mean, especially for the first two or three months, you don't want anybody touching that vehicle. And, uh. No. But, uh. Can, can, you hear really the, can you hear the 757 take it off? Cause I, can I, I hear a little bit. It's not as bad as it was earlier. I mean, you, your background noise is, is just right now. It's, it's so, a lot so, better. So, so, so hold on, J-Rob. Am I not in California? Yeah, yeah but I guess you are. Uh, you said you well, are. I'll tell you what. Your word. I'm going to go into the nursing room, and if anybody asks... I'm in California. If I want to, if I want to claim to be a nursing mother, I can be a nursing mother. Can I not? Well, you, they make they mention the uh, security after you. You might be accused of being a, of uh, some kind of a freak. Well, 
I mean, I mean that's true. But I'm in California, so if I want to be, if I want to be, there's a lot of them out there. So, all right, now I'm, I'm, I mean, you're giving play by play. I mean, this is comedy relief, okay? So I'm fixed to go into the uh, nursing mother station and see if I can. uh, Yeah, it's vacant. All right, so there's nobody in here. Let's see what I can do. Hold on, hold on. Let's see. I want. I don't want to like walk in and it says vacant. Give us, Everybody? give us, give us. Uh, if somebody comes in there, we need to, uh, we need to be uh, have a play by play on the look you get. All right, so I'm <laughs> by myself. How does this sound, Jay Rob? It's got a little echo to it, but it's, I mean, you can tell you're like in a bathroom or something. Bathroom stall. In a bathroom? Well, it I'm, sounds like I'm in a bathroom stall. I'm in a nursing station, so if I want to be a nursing mother, then I can be a mer- nursing mother. I mean, that's what happens in 2023. Well, as long as you've got a lot, they can't get in there and interrupt your nursing. That's right. So if I want to be a nursing mother, I can be a nursing mother. Now, well, Ryan, the, science, the science behind a nursing mother I don't think would be very good, but uh, I can try. I know you're hurting, and I am too, just like everybody else that, uh, cares about, cares about what we care about. It's just, uh, it's hard, hard to deal with it when you're used to, uh, you're used to being on the, uh, upper hand on this. But, uh, you know, this team, from where they were at the first of this year to where they got to, I would never given you any kind of a chance for us to get to where we were. And I'm not gonna just blame one player or one part of the team or or uh one coach or anything. I think I think it's a team loss, just like Tommy said. But we can point out facts. I mean we can we can tell you what did happen and what we think should we what we think should have happened, but we don't know all we don't we're not at the coach coaching meetings, we're not in the uh practices and we don't know these players personally so we don't know exactly and you may know some of them we don't but we don't know exactly what goes on in practice they won't even let you have practice so uh we i just here's here's number one for me number one we have had all year long to straighten out the snap between the center and the quarterback all year long we've known we had a problem and we couldn't straighten it out between the first of the year all the way to the end, we're still having the same problem. We couldn't shuffle some linemen around. Uh, have that guy stay over at practice and snap it a hundred times without being, uh, uh, messing one up. Changing his technique. I mean, we got a lot of high price coaches there at the University of Alabama that I, I feel like they ought to be able to uh, straighten that out and the offensive line, period. Uh, you know, we had people just screaming in. Nobody blocked them. I mean, they were on Jalen, uh, before two seconds was up. Like a nanosecond, like you said a while ago. I, I, you know, nobody can do anything when you can't look up and you got somebody attack on your tail. So that, that was one of the biggest things that happened, but it, it, there's a lot of blame to be given to everybody. Uh, so you got two of them right there, the coaching staff and the offensive line and whoever's coaching the centers. I don't know who's coaching the centers. If it's offensive well, it, line. It's, it's Coach Wolf. Coach Wolf is the 
offensive line coach as a whole. They don't have an individual coach coaching just centers. So when you you really spend time thinking about it, it is one of those when you think about the coaching staff as a whole. Nick Saban, I'm not doing something that Nick Saban didn't already do. He blamed it on those guys. I mean, he, he blamed it on himself, but he also took responsibility for this coaching. And I think it's fair. Um, I think this was an awful game plan. It was a disaster. Oh yeah, and you and you and you brought brought me in uh, with the coach Saban uh, uh, cut, cut cut that I uh, that I fully agree with. I mean, the defense man, when we needed a stop, we had we had to have one stop to have our season, one stop for our season, and they could not do it. And then when they got into overtime, I thought they could have went for two. And won the game in regulation, but they didn't. But when you, I mean, you have to have one stop or make hold to a field goal uh, in overtime. We couldn't do that, so it looked like we were lost. I mean, we had they had on that touchdown they made before the end of the game. There were two people he could have threw the ball to. They were wide open in the end zone. You know, the running back that came through the middle of the line and cut cut out. He was wide open, and somebody else was back there that wide open. It wasn't just them. Somebody dropped the ball on that. So, J-Rob, I'd like to ask you a quick question here, if you don't mind. When you go back, let's say that Jalen Milrow scores, and he does follow the guard that everybody's pointed out, that that play was designed for a quarterback power to – and really, I think when you look at Jalen Milrow, I thought they should have gave him more options, right? I thought they should Yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. More options. I so, thought they should have rolled him out. So when you think at about least it for for the Indian zone. Okay. But when you think about it from an Alabama perspective, okay, let's say Jalen Melrose scores, okay? Alabama yeah. goes back on offense immediately because they rotate, right? Now mm-hmm. Michigan has yep. to go on defense first. Alabama goes on offense. In your opinion, do you think Alabama would have been able to win in overtime? Because I, anything can happen. You could always have an interception. You can always have a fumble. But what did it take then? Did it take them two plays, three plays to score? I think it would have. I think I think they would have been excited. Their adrenaline would have been running because they just scored, and uh, they could have uh, they could have done they could have scored again. They needed to put the pressure on them for once. But no, you know but who's, I, to, who's, to I, that, but, who's to say that who's to say that. Who's to say that, Jay, that uh, Coach Saban would have went for two and the win? Never know. He said he's pulled some of that stuff out before. But then when you, if you, and you know, I thought, you know, for a couple of seconds, I know there was a minute and 30-something seconds to go, I almost thought that maybe Michigan would go on the two-point conversion when they scored a touchdown. But I think there was That's a little bit too much time to go because Alabama had plenty of time to drive. But then that final drive for Alabama both ways, defensively they struggled because Michigan drove right down the field. But the other part was was Alabama, the way they lined up offensively. Go back and run through those plays in your mind. It, it was and Lord knows when you look at Justice Haynes, guys, look at Justice Haynes. I mean, he ran like a madman. He did. He and did. And nice. I didn't see Jam a lot. The, the, I know they tried to throw it to him one time, but Justice Haynes did really good. And 
Uh, Jace did too. I mean, we had, we had a, when we could get a hole, get a hole in there and get through the line of scrimmage. We they did good, or they got around the around the end when they tried to go around the end. But on, on the uh, on the, the last play of the game, let's go back to that one. Why didn't they roll Jalen out? Give him some options of running or trying to throw the thing in the end zone. At least if you threw it in the end zone, you get a chance to maybe get a uh, get the ball caught in the end zone or maybe get a pass interference. I mean, that, that gave us new life. I think there's so many more options to do other than just running straight up the middle. But I, the first day I coach a, coach a game will be the first one I ever coach. So I've never – I don't know – I don't know what these guys know. No, I, I think that's fair, but I also I go back to that play that you were talking about. We're rolling Jalen out. Give him some options. Okay, if he rolls out, then you're able to, for one, you could throw the football, and your defense has to guard against that. Fair? Right. So if you roll him out right or left, you, your defense has a chance to guard against that. Okay. Then when you think about – because he could run, he could throw. But I also – when I go back to that play, I want you guys – when you get a chance later this evening, I want you to go through that play. I want you to slow it down, okay? Mm-hmm. What was number five, Roy Dell Williams? What was he doing in that play? Because did anybody else notice that he was trailing out there, out to the side? Did anybody else pick up on that? I, I had somebody said that he was wide open. And I, I didn't know where he's wide open at, but somebody had said on one of the shows I listened to today that he was wide open. But uh, I mean, it all, that whole play started off bad. I mean, it started it, off with it, a low snap in the ground. He came with a low snap. And listen, when you're getting as much edge pressure as they were, you can't really <laughs> roll him out. Well, you got to block. I mean, they, they, they didn't have a blocking scheme to block. If you have to do, put two tight ends in. Make sure there's two blocks backing him, blocking him or whatever. We, I mean, we had no adjustment to take care of that rush that they were going to give us all game long. And that that goes on the coaching staff. You know, it's it's a it's a three point three point. Uh, every everybody on the team really Nick gets the blame, and I and the primary blame for me is is between the three. The coaching staff, the offensive line, and the defense can't, can't make a stop when they need to make a stop. To me, that's that was the primary blame for those three elements. Well, super, uh, super Joe, J. Rob, I just want to thank you for uh, I just want to thank you for allowing me to pick your brain. In this phone call, I discovered my identity. You know what? You're a, you're a woman trapped in a man's body? Is that, is that what it is? Or you're a comic? Well, I'm at least going to claim that I am for the next two hours, okay? <laughs> okay, uh, okay. So All right. I'm, uh, and, and for those who missed the last four or five minutes, I, I was in an area that was fairly loud, and I made it down to a nursing mother station uh, and uh, checked in. So I guess uh, I, I did I look here on – uh, J-Rob, I did look on the floor. There's a few white spots all over the floor. What would you well, assume that is? Uh, 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 well, I think it'd be uh, what they go in there for, probably. <laughs> I mean, that'd be my guess. But 
All the fruits and nuts are out there. They probably won't have no problem with you in there. Like I said. It's probably a law that you, you have if, the right to if, go in there. If I want to identify as a nursing mother, that's my right. That's what I say. Thanks, man. Thanks, Jay Rob. I don't real. I don't know if you realize, but you've been very therapeutic today. Thank you. Well, you you have safe travels. I was worried about you having to hang around in Houston for a week, but you're, you're coming on home, so you, you travel well, I, safe. Actually, I had two. I had two planes booked. I had one going to Houston, uh, Alabama, and I'm letting out a little secret here. You know, they were not actually coming back to Tuscaloosa. So they were going to fly That's direct right. to Houston too, and it's one of the ideas that that I came from those guys. So here I am. So uh, appreciate it, man. Thank you as always, uh, Jay Rob. Right. You take care, real good. Right back to you. Let's continue. We're going to continue with phone calls. We do have two lines available. I hope I've got a bit able to get a stationary uh, place here. Uh, you guys have provided some therapy, some comedy relief. Uh, we'll continue with more of the game. I do want to remind you about our good friends at Southern Owl House, fifteen thirty. McFarland Boulevard, 1530 McFarland Boulevard. Uh, when you look at Southern Owl House, I can't wait to get back there. Uh, tonight, the dinner menu is burgers, patty melt, chopped cheeseburger, the all-American cheeseburger, the bacon cheddar ranch tots. Tomorrow for lunch, Baja fish tacos, Philly cheesesteak, fried chicken plate, uh, vegetable today will be fried okra. Tomorrow evening, Baja fish tacos, prime ribs, smoked pork chops, Southern Owl House, 1530 McFarland Boulevard. Eat Southern, be Southern. Let's continue with more phone calls. Jared, I see you. We're going to work our way to you next. T-Town Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The best sports talk show in all of Alabama. The game with Ryan Fowler on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Oh, what's he gonna do? You wanna get down? Tell me. Oh, what's he gonna do? Do you wanna get down? Oh, what's he gonna do? No, I don't wanna get down. You wanna get down? Hey, Wyatt, I don't wanna get down. You wanna get down? Tell me. You know, there's the first time I told. Simon and Wyatt, uh, I've never done a radio show from an airport. This is also the first time I've ever done a radio show from the nursing mother station. Thankfully, there's more, so people don't don't think, listen, there's only one option, and Ryan's taking it up. So there's multiple places here that uh, you can have. So I'm just in one of those, uh, hanging out with the best fans in the country as we recap the Alabama-Michigan game. It was not the way that Alabama fans wanted uh, this airport is full of Michigan fans. It's full of Alabama fans. Uh, but, you know, to be honest, I, I think when you look at the Michigan fans, they were okay. Uh, for those who went out there, and I know that we'll get more phone calls in the coming days, but uh, let's take more phone calls. Uh, like I said, today I'm claiming to be a nursing mother. I don't want the baby, but I, I'm, I'm willing to... Uh, I'm willing to claim that if it gives me a quiet place to do a radio show for the next two hours. So uh, I'm sure I'll probably get some hate mail. Uh, mothers against radio host or mothers against uh, dumb Alabamians or mothers against, I don't know, dumb people. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, reading some of that hate mail. Probably, you know, a mother that's looking for a uh, station that just wants to take the hate out on me. I'm okay. I can be your dartboard for a couple of minutes at Ryan C. Fowler. 
Let's take more phone calls. We'll go to Jared. Jared, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, Jared. All right, I'm not able to hear Jared. Uh, uh, we'll come back and we'll take some more phone calls here. How about Bubba Northport? Bubba, good afternoon. You're in the game. Good afternoon, sir. How you doing? I'm good. I'm you... a nursing mother this afternoon, not a radio host. Um, Joe's is going to come get you. <laughs> well, you know, I knew he was going to call today. I knew it. When I got up this morning, I said, well, hear from Joseph today. Well, I, I got to be honest. I got to be honest. When you um, when you think about uh, – never mind. I was going to say something very rude. I'm going to back off because I was fixed to say something. I, my philosophy yeah. has always been to give callers the rights to vent right. their frustration. But Joseph right. has tested every nerve that I've ever had. And He's I, I a coward, just like you said. He don't call. He only calls when stuff goes bad. He don't call every week like all of us do. You know? Everybody has their own opinion on this show. I don't blame Bill Rowe from yesterday's loss. I, I, the better team won, in my opinion. You know? Yesterday. We weren't prepared to win. I think take I'm I'm with you. I think we peaked at the Georgia game. We should uh if we'd have played that game two weeks later, we probably would have won it. But <clears throat> taking that time off hurt us. You know, it, it did. I think we lost a lot of rhythm, Bubba. Uh I think we, we lost a ton of we lost a ton of rhythm. I think this Alabama team lost a ton of rhythm. And uh you know, when you look back, you know, we needed the help. We needed the, the couple of days off to get healthy, right? I mean, we right. needed that, we needed that time to regain our, our energy, regain, you know, the bumps and the bruises. But at the end of the day, uh, my heavens, my heavens, my heavens, uh, it was, it was not a good day. Did Michigan take two weeks off like we did or work or do you know? I don't know. I don't know. But I know one thing, regardless if it was spies, if it was they knew the signals, that team had more preparations than Alabama was. They did. They absolutely did. And our linebackers, you could see them pointing fingers trying to get, you know, having their hand out trying to get help from the back end, and they, they didn't have none. That's why those people were running free in the middle all day. You can see Campbell on one play. He had his hand out trying to get help because he saw what was coming and he couldn't get it. That's preparation right there. That's being aware. Bubba, I assume you watched the TV version. Yes. Do you, were they critical of Alabama's game plan? Yes, very. I mean, Herbst, uh, Kirk Street was slowered how unprepared, uh, unprepared Alabama was. He said, this is not the same team that beat Georgia. 
And I agree with him. Do you think winning, do you think beating the number one team, winning the SEC title went to their head? I do. I really do. I do as well. I could, because I could tell there wasn't any, you could see the Michigan team on TV jumping up and down and the whole game, you know, waving the hands up, throwing the hands up. None of that on Alabama's team. None of it. And what happened with Dallas Turner saying right after the game, oh, I'm not coming back, you know, that tells me he wasn't even worried about winning this game. He was worried about going to the NFL, you know. So to make a decision that quick, you know, it, it, I just don't think that was in it, you know. But, you know, look, we had a great season, 12-2. We beat the number one team in the country who's won, what, 30 games and two-time national championship. We had a good year compared to what we was playing against Texas and Florida, South Florida. I just hope they get, I hope they get, I hope, I know our center said he was coming back, but I hope him and Burrow do it every day for the next 200 and some odd days until they get it right. Or not get somebody else in there to do it right. Is my opinion. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, and, and I hate to put it on one blame. Right. Those snaps, it, it, it no longer is a Seth McLaughlin problem. You know who right. it is? It's a, it's a, it's a coaching problem. problem. Is that, does that fall on our offensive line coach, whatever his name is from, from Kentucky? Is does he, that's his problem. I mean, he, he wasn't getting the job done. And if self ain't the guy, get him out, put somebody else that can. I, just, I don't know why they waited around the whole season without doing anything about it. Because there's been a problem since the first game. So remember that first game? Uh, Melrose kicked it off off the ground and ran it oh. in for a touchdown. We might have down touchdown. Yeah. You know, it's I'm been going on to, and I wrote this on the good, bad, and ugly. Um, this team reminded me, even at times, they looked like it was their first game. It was almost like yeah. they were searching for their identity. It was almost like they were trying to find out what they could do. It, it was a complete yeah. cluster. When and that wasn't and, and they weren't playing Middle Tennessee State either. They were pissed playing the Michigan Wolverines. The number one team in the country. <laughs> so you can't play like that against them and expect to win. But I'm behind the 100%, and I, I think we'll be in the top five preseason. I really do. But what we got coming back, and I think it's Milrow's job to get beat out. It's his job going into spring camp. And, you know, the other guy beats him out, he beats him out. But it's Milrow's job to beat, you know. He didn't beat us, <laughs> as you know. But anyway, that's my point. I got off my chest. I'm ready to go kill a deer, Dale. <laughs> well, just just pretend that deer's got like Michigan logo or shirt on. And uh, oh, I will. Thank you. thank you, man. I appreciate you, Bubba. I hope you have a great day. You too. Have a safe trip back. Thank you. 
Thank you. Appreciate that. We're going to, we're phone calls. Uh, we're going to continue taking those. We're going to work you in. We want to hear from you. Uh, today I'm, I'm broadcasting from the John Wayne Airport. Uh, currently until I get kicked out or, uh, if I'm not able to declare my case, but, uh, I'm in a private room here. So, uh, uh, I think this is, uh, why you told me it sounded really good. So I, 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 I'm trusting my, my friend back there, Simon and Wyatt. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate the patience. I'll be back in Tuscaloosa tomorrow. The good Lord will and the creek don't rise, but I'm going to be with you for the next two hours and 15 minutes. I do remind you about Northport Power Equipment. If you're trying to uh, get maintenance for a Husqvarna product or a SCAG commercial mower, let me invite you to Northport Power Equipment right there on McFarland Boulevard, two blocks east of the Northport Civic Center. We're taking phone calls. We'll continue with more of the game. Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly sunny this afternoon. The high today 52. Tonight increasingly cloudy with a low at 32. Tomorrow cloudy and cold. Some light rain at times. The high 43. And Thursday the sky mostly sunny. The high 52. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 51 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Alabama touchdown. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. He's going to be calling in in just a couple of minutes. We'll take phone calls from him. We're talking about Alabama uh, losing the national championship game. We're talking, excuse me, and I keep saying it's a national championship game. It was not a national championship game. It was a pathway to get to a national championship. Today I'm taking phone calls. We're doing the good, the bad, and the ugly. But really I'm asking you, where do you put the responsibility for the way that Alabama was prepared? Do you put it on the players? Do you put it on the lack of focus? Or do you do you take what Nick Saban says and says, it was us as coaches. We've got to put our players in a better position to be successful. We've got more Nick Saban audio. we got more things to get to next. T-Town Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a Town Square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Week 18 in the NFL will be here before you know it. In fact, two games on Saturday. It starts with the Steelers and Ravens. Now the Ravens have locked up the number one overall seed, while Pittsburgh is still playing for a possible playoff berth. 
Quarterback Kenny Pickett today practiced fully. He also spoke with reporters shooting down rumors that he refused to be the backup to Mason Rudolph in Week 17. Pickett saying the plan in Seattle was for either Pickett to start as he returns from an ankle injury or not play at all. He ended up not playing at all, but Pickett will be the number two Saturday when the Steelers are in Baltimore to face the Ravens. The nightcap on Saturday as the Texans taking on the Colts. Texans wide receiver Noah Brown didn't practice today because of a hip injury. Also no practice for Robert Woods or Will Anderson. Amazon announced a 24% increase in viewership of its Thursday night NFL package on Prime Video. That's up from a year ago. Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tuscaloosa Toyota powers the program each and every day. 3325, Scala Boulevard, and online at Toyota.com. We are taking your phone calls. I want you to be a part of the show. I'm asking you, please uh, join in. I don't have any guests, and I did that on purpose. I uh, did that to uh, let you be a part of our show and, and we want you to jump in at 205-342-9904. Uh, we want you to jump in. We're doing the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good is sponsored by DanielMoreArt.com and the bad and the ugly is sponsored by Jim Harbaugh. Uh, we'll take Jim's recommendation. Uh, man, he's a quirky guy. He's weird to cover. I mean, it's, it's strange. It's odd. It's, uh, just different. Um, He's, he's got some mannerisms that, uh, I don't know, just, just kind of, uh, unique. And I, I don't know how I would be if I was a Michigan fan because I, I know that you can blind your allegiance to your sport. You can convince yourself, uh, that, you know, that there's nothing, um, you know, hey, we did nothing wrong and, and the world's against us and they're trying to take what we, we're earning. But at the end of the day, is it really gratifying? If you win a championship and you're based on walking in the gray area, I mean, I, I would I would ask Auburn fans, 2010, did did you guys claim it? Um, that's one of those things that uh, we'll we'll dive into. Um, it, it would be weird. It would be weird. But uh, I'd love to take your phone calls, and uh, we'd, we'd love for you to jump in. 205-342-342. Nine nine zero four two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. Let's take more phone calls here. We're going to Robert in Brookwood. Robert, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, brother, how are you? I'm good, as good as I can be. Broadcasting from a mother's nursing station in California. You said you're at the John Wayne Airport. They still have a statue out front. They do. Yes. Cool, man. Take a picture of that. I'm already beyond security. Um, I don't know if I can go back outside because uh, my flight leaves around 4:50. I got you, and uh, I will be uh, I'll be departing 
and I'll be making it back. I've got to fly back in, uh, and then I got to drive back to Tuscaloosa. So you can't get a flight back to Birmingham. It's just almost impossible. So, uh, it is what it is, man. I'm here and, uh, I'm grateful that, uh, you guys have chose to be a part of the afternoon. I'm, I'm very thankful for you guys. And, and there's people like you that, that keep this show going 52 weeks out of the year, Robert. I, I thank you for your support. Well, I appreciate you. Listen, I'm going to get quick because I know we got a lot of callers. Yeah, well, you, you, don't have to, you don't have to be quick. You, you don't have to be quick. Stretch your legs. I, I want to hear your opinions. We had a bad game. Uh, a lot of the players looked scared. Milro looked like he was scared of the, 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 the limelight. I don't know because he was getting hit a lot. Uh, we out of sync on defense, but I'm going to say this, even with all that, with five minutes to go in the game, we had a seven point lead and it was left up to the defense and they couldn't get the job done. Well, and, so, and, and really, uh, we can blame Milro, we can blame the old line, but the defense had the chance to stop it and they couldn't do it. I, I just, I went back to the Pete Golden days. Can I get a stop when you need one? I gotta be honest, uh, as much as we've been pleased with Kevin Steele and that defensive staff, they didn't come to play football. Uh, they didn't have their team prepared. I mean, we, we took an elementary offense and they beat us in just about every area of the game. I mean, we got no pressure. We had one sack and it was more of a statistical sack. It went down as the record books as a sack. But it really wasn't a sack. It was a quarterback that was moving, and he got tackled, which classified as a sack. But it really wasn't a sack, Robert. It was yeah, not one of those that was pressured. We never blitz. Uh, it's frustrating as a young team. But look, I, I'm going to say this. I told Jumbo this for several weeks. We beat Anytime you beat Tennessee, LSU, Auburn in the regular season, successful season, Anytime you can go 8-0 no in a regular season, SEC is a successful season. We beat Georgia, stopped their 29, and this is something you stressed all year, Ryan. You said it in the summer. We got to find some way to stop this Georgia machine, and we did it. We're SEC champs. We beat Georgia. Georgia fans can whine. Even some Alabama fans, well, Georgia should have been there. No, if Georgia was good enough, they should have beat us. But I, I still look at it as a successful season. We made the playoffs. And, and to be honest, after the South Florida game, whoever thought we was going to be in the playoffs. Anything else would have been icing on the cake, but it's still been a successful year. And I don't want nobody to take nothing away from that. It, it has been in a lot of areas. I mean, listen, when you hoist up a 30th SEC title, when you beat Auburn the way that you did, you took a lot of wrongs and made them rights. Uh, when yeah. you think about LSU, when you think about Tennessee, this team was able to accomplish some pretty special stuff. Um, but I think we as Alabama fans, the standard, and, and this is, and I've, I've written this down as a show topic that we're going to have to discuss because I know Alabama fans because we've won all these championships. Robert, when were you born? 1965. Okay. So you started with a national title in 65. You won one in 73, you won one in 78, you won one in 79, you won one in 92, you won in 09, 2011, 2012, 2015, 2017, 2020. But college football's changed. Whether we like it or we hate it, college football's changed. 
is changed right here in front of our eyes. I almost wonder if we have to reconsider our standard. Well, I said it last year. They're going to be harder and harder to win. You did. Everybody you did. People are going to say that, oh, it's going to be. One of the announcers that I said, well, there's less stress to win in the regular season now to make the 12-team playoff. Actually, there's the same amount of stress because you don't want to finish outside the top four. In fact, you want to finish number one so you get the best seed. So it's still a lot of pressure to win in the regular season. That's not going away. Uh, it's harder and harder to win. Uh, you're right. College football's changed because of the NIL, and they do have to do some change on this NIL stuff. But I, I, I know what you're saying, Ryan. The standard is national championship. But I think your previous caller there, uh, was from Northport Bubba. He said that, uh, uh, this team, Seemed like they peaked against Georgia. And, it seemed, and you said you agree like they beat Georgia. They just thought that they could beat any. You know, look, Michigan's improved on the O line and D line. That's a definite. But it, it was still Michigan. You could tell Alabama was a better team, but we just didn't do it. I'll say this about the game: if, if there's one good thing to say about it, we had late, less penalties. I don't think we had the two penalties. Well, it, it was, but it, it was like the mistakes that were slipping back in. It was Caden Proctor missed so much. And and listen, I I hate to criticize players. Robert, I've seen a lot of great first-round talents in Tuscaloosa. Okay? I have. I don't see a first-round talent in J.C. Latham. I I know people, they're going to force it. He's probably going to be recruited on his size to the next level. But I've watched a lot of first-round offensive linemen in Tuscaloosa. So as you, so as you, you have as well. Yeah. Do you see J.C. Latham as a first-round offensive lineman? I, I don't see it. Uh, he's going second round or third. Crocker can mean, get I, some work on. You know, Crocker can get him pretty. Well, and Proctor's young, but J.C. Latham this is his third season. And yeah. when they didn't, when they didn't flip him to left tackle, he told me everything I needed to know. Everything that they did. Well, how do we account so he could he could play it? How do we account for the center with the constant? Is that O line coaching? Is that something Milrose not doing? Even one announcer said last night he thought some of it was on Milrose. I don't know. That is a mystery. Is he a senior or a junior? The center McLaughlin. Well, he's a grad student. He, I mean, he told us at media day that he was coming back for another degree. Well, I mean, at least that's some experience. He's not a bad blocker. He just has some uh, better, you know. But, but I go back to it. I go back to it. When you do the same thing over and over and over and nobody can correct that, that, that becomes on coaching. And if you don't have a member on your staff that can help you with center and responsibility, then then go out and get a consultant. Go out and call yeah. a Barrett Jones. Go out and call good a good point. Uh, uh, good point. Good point. Good point. That's a good point, Ryan. Good point. I mean, you do it at punters. I mean, when punters get in these valleys, you know, you have the best sports psychologists in the country. But, but like I said, I, I'm not blaming Seth McLaughlin. I'm blaming the coaching staff. If this was yeah. a one-game outlier, it'd be one thing. This was an over and over and over and over thing. 
And I've heard all the excuses. Listen, and I don't know if any of them are true or false. I've heard that it was – now, in the, in the beginning of the season, I heard that Milrow was inconsistent with where he lined up behind the line of scrimmage. So I heard, you know, like you've got to be so many yards behind in a shotgun formation. Well, then what you do is, you know, if you're if you're further back, then the snap's going to be – but last night, I mean, they were consistently coming out low. So I don't know what's valid. I'm, you know, next ball I snap is going to be my first one, but it's on the combination. And I know Jalen Milrow was asked about that last night. He was, you know, talking about how they, you know, they work a lot of those things out. They try to get some of those things fixed, but um, it never got fixed. And and that's yeah. on, you know, it's on the team, but it's. It's on the coaching staff. That's where I put this blame. This team was unprepared in that game last night. Well, I can't blame it on all on Nick Saban. Now he's he. But well, he think, took full responsibility last night. He did. He did. He did. But let's look at the future. There's one thing going into this off season in the summer that nobody's got to panic about. Like all the panic I heard in the spring and summer is that who's going to be the quarterback? We've got a quarterback. We know who he's going to be. We got a good backup coming in. We've still got good running backs. We still got a core of receivers. Uh, how many seniors are on the offensive line? I mean, that's got to get better, but, uh, defense. So, I mean, we got a good, pretty good shot, you know, of, of, of another good year. So I, I look forward to that and, uh, there should be no quarterback questions. I don't blame Milrow. The play was called. Uh, he said they trusted him. He tripped over his own player because this cut the guy got, couldn't block. Whose fault's that? That's not Jalen's fault. That's a good point. All those are great points, man. Robert, I appreciate you. Anything else, man? All right, brother. Yes, sir. Basketball season's here. Now we start paying attention to them. <laughs> well, we're probably going to spend a few more days uh, talking about this Alabama uh, football team. And let's continue with more phone calls here as we're on Tide 100.9. I do remind you about Med Center Urgent Care Family Medicine. No appointment necessary. The super doctors who live and work in our community. Uh, let's continue with more phone calls. We'll go to Sam in Tuscaloosa. Sam, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, Ron. How you doing, man? I'm good, Sam. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, sure. As good as it could be expected, I presume. Hey, a couple of, couple of uh, well, might have been the last caller. Talked about it. you asked him how old he was and when he was born, or rather, he was born in '65. The first game I ever remember, really, I was seven or eight years old. Finney Stadium, well, uh, we went 66 to nothing. We beat Richmond. We go two years. We win the national championship. Two years. For the next two years, we're really good, but we, you know, don't win the national championship. But the next two years after that, 64 and 65. We're national champions again. And everybody knows about 1966 when we were whatever 11 and 0 and shut six teams out. They scored 37 points the whole year and they gave Notre Dame the, uh, the national uh, honor. And so just for the heck of it, my first five or six years of college football, Alabama had already won four national championships. And that's what I grew up watching and that's just a little side note what i really wanted to ask you is in the in the time of preparation for the uh for the game 
it would appear to me that Michigan would have a much easier time coming back from where they were before the break. In other words, they're very basic, hard-hitting, straight-up-the-middle, tackle good, and whatever happens after that. Our team is a more, much more complex team, it seems, that we would need on top of it for the offensive side. Maybe not necessarily the defensive side, but it just seems to me that it would be harder for Alabama to prepare for a team a month away from playing it than somebody else, like Michigan, who can come out there after three weeks and they're automatically into their normal routine because they're such a basic type, you know, uh, blocking and tackling team. Do you, th- do you agree with that at all? Sam, I made this comment in the 2 o'clock hour, and you just made it better than I did because you almost think about the layoff. In Alabama's case, it almost came back to get them. It was – because think about Alabama. They're playing with some of their best football towards the end throughout the month of November. I mean, they were able to, you know, Auburn not so much, but other every every other game they've really played solid other than the Auburn game. And sure. But you think about the Georgia game, some of our best football, defensively right. and offensively. And so we had to go, you know, literally a month. I mean, it was 30 days in between the one game and the second game. That's right. And we needed that because of the way that our team was beat up. But I just look at college football. It has changed. It has right here in front of our eyes when you look at the depth of a football team. Because, you know, people keep talking about these, these adding more games. And we're going to, you know, like next year, the first college football playoff games will be played prior to Christmas. Wow. So, yeah. But, but Sam, let this sink in. Are you not going to have a depth, a depth problem? I mean, look at the, look at your, your backup quarterbacks all over the country. If you're a backup quarterback and you think you can play, what are you doing? Yeah, you're, that's an easy one. You're, I mean, you're gone. You're gone. Yeah. So look, you're looking for some. Sure. I mean, is it going to be? Is it literally just going to be survival until the finish line? I mean, is is that going to be the best team? And is that really a better champion than what we had previously? That's that's pretty introspective, coming from Ryan Fowler. I mean, that's that's uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, that so makes I'm, a whole. Well, and, and, and the reason why the question came up about the national titles is, do we as Alabama fans, you know, it's kind of like an A-plus student. If a teacher is not going to grade an A-plus, because some teachers, you know, they won't give you an A-plus. Um, do we do we have to reevaluate our standard? Do we have to say, all right, a national championship is no longer obtainable at the pace that Alabama fans expected? So then if that is so, Sam, where do we – what is considered success? Winning the SEC, making it to the playoffs? Because it's only going to become harder. I, I agree with you. It, it's sad that it, that's where it's going to be. It's not, you, almost, you can't stop it. It seems like every time you turn around, there's a change or a, uh, you know, a move in the way – the, game, the, the games are set up and played and what you're reaching, what you're finally trying to reach for. But, yeah, the SEC championship, you know, I mean, it just doesn't seem to mean as much 
but that's, you know, that's the way it is. Everything is, um, uh, whatever the, uh, the portal and, and, uh, how much you can offer a player. And I, I hate it. I've heard it a hundred times that college football is turning into pro football to some degree. And that's the reason I don't watch pro football, which is kind of scary to me. I don't want to even have to say that, but, um, I got one last question for you, Ron. Okay. The last play of the game, and and Tommy Reese is responsible uh, as anybody for the success of the team this year. I think uh, he uh, he moved out of wherever he wanted to go. Coach Saban set him straight, and we ended up twelve and one going into this game. So I, I don't really have, you know, I sound like I'm complaining about him, but I'm just asking. You could replay the last play that we had, you know, when uh, uh, Jalen was stopped at the middle. Uh, you know, would you not have maybe had him sprint out one way or left or right and have the option of what to do? Because, that, I mean, it looked like, I mean, I don't even think he made it back to the line of, line of scrimmage. Did, 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 did you tell whether he made it to the line of scrimmage or not? It was like over immediately. I don't think he did. I don't. I don't. I don't think he did. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and to be fair, I don't. We don't know what play was called. Did Milrow run the correct play that was called in? Did the That's lineman what, block the way that they were supposed to? Did the other position players? Because everything based on those wide receivers blocking the way that they were blocking, yeah. it looked like just a power quarterback play. Yeah. It did. It was over so quick. You know, anyway, go ahead. No, but but when you when you back up and watch that play, maybe there was other elements that they called that was a part of that play. And if a certain look, but but I'm telling you, I can't say this on the air, but because I'm not going to repeat what Nick Saban told. Uh, the coaching staff, but you know when they called that timeout and readjusted that play? Yeah. He said, I don't like that play, and I'll put some adjectives. I'll leave some of those out. But he did not like the play that they had called on the, the previous. The last, That's why he, yeah. You're talking about the play, really? Yeah. That, no, when, when, he called, when he called the timeout, when he yeah. called the timeout, and, and, you know, because Michigan called the first timeout, right? That's right. Yep. And then Alabama went back and they lined up and then Nick Saban called the time and he, 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 he looked at Holloman Wiggins on the sidelines and said, I don't like that play. And he's, wow. Bup, 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 bup. Cause I'm, I'm probably at that point, I may be 10 yards away from him. Yeah. And I could, I could see what he was saying. Uh, he didn't, he didn't want that no, play. Well, then he, did you hear the post-game audio? No, I didn't. After the game was over, on uh, Trish and I, my wife, we just we just kind of, you know, started watching, uh, you know, YouTube Phillips. Or, it was just like wanted to get away from it. So I really haven't heard much of anything in relation well, to the game. Can, can, or, can, can we play the audio back in the station? I know we're a little bit against this break. Um, can we play the? Yeah. The audio, listen to this right here. Uh, All right. Sam, this is Nick Saban explaining that final play call from his perspective, and, and you'll hear the audio, then we'll come back. 
we called three plays. Um, one they called timeout. One we called timeout. And the last one that didn't work. So the fact that it didn't work made it a really bad call. You know what I mean? So um, but we called timeout because we had a bad look. We had a good look on the first one. Uh, they must have known it. Um, but Tommy just felt like the best thing that we could do uh, was have a quarterback run, uh, which was kind of our two-point play, one of our two-point plays for this game. And the ball was on the three-yard line, which is just like a two-point play. So, But we didn't get a block, so it didn't work. We didn't execute it very well, and it didn't work. And they pressured, and we thought they would pressure uh, but we thought we could gap him and block, block him and make it work, and it didn't. Well, all right, Sam, there it is. Uh, yeah, tell me what you hey, think. I know you got callers. Uh, good show, man. Talk You're to fine. you later. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Uh, we'll continue with more of the phone calls. We're going to take those at two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. We've got Marty in Arkansas, Tony in Oklahoma, Rich in Atlanta. We're going to take all of you guys coming up next. T-Town Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama, Crimson Tide Sports. Now, this hour is West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. The drought continues across West Alabama with National Drought Center labeling the entire area except Hale and Bibb counties in severe drought. Most two counties are in moderate drought. Rain Wednesday out again Friday and Saturday could further erode the drought, though. The Perry County town of Marion is again having water problems after two pumps malfunction. They are seeking bottled water donations. And Alabama lost more than a college football game yesterday. They lost linebacker Dallas Turner. He has declared his eligibility for the NFL draft. Get 24 24- Seven local news coverage and sports updates when you download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app and sign up for twice daily email newsletters. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly sunny this afternoon, the high today 52. Tonight, increasingly cloudy with a low at 32. Tomorrow, cloudy and cold, some light rain at times, the high 43. And Thursday, the sky mostly sunny, the high 52. I'm James Fan on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 51 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Where the legends of Alabama football hang out. Lacey, It's bottled up in northern Blount County, and it's it's bottled right here at the at the source. You can uh, purchase those either at Mark's Mark or if you want to purchase them at Publix or Blue Spring Living Water, uh, quality water. And uh, tell you what, it's something that my family, as we approach this new 2024 year, that we are trying uh, to drink more water. We started this back in August where we added a water dispensary to our home. And it's cold water, it's hot water, it's something that you know is it's something that's convenient. And we've noticed that 
because of the convenience of mashing one button and either having hot water or cold water, uh, is forced us to drink more water. So uh, we're trying to be healthier. I think we all enter the new year, but this is something we did back in August. So we're taking phone calls. We'd love for you to jump in. I'm so excited that uh, you guys have chose to be a part of our afternoon. Uh, I'm doing the hotel from a mother's nursing station at John Wayne Airport. I'm in California. If I want to be a nursing mother, I can be a nursing mother. I did try this morning, Wyatt. I went into a bank out here, and I said, uh, I'm a millionaire. They said, well, where's the money to prove it? I said, well, I want to be a millionaire. You identify as a millionaire. I identify as a millionaire. And so I want money. They said, well, your account doesn't show that. Uh, well, here I am uh, on my way back. I was going to do it before I left because I was going to get me a private jet back to the house. Uh, instead, uh, my flight is going back. And I don't think I've even told the audience, but uh, I couldn't get a flight back to Birmingham. So I'm getting a flight back to Nashville. I'm renting a car. And I'm driving back to Tuscaloosa. That's my plans. And uh, I thought I was going to Houston. And I actually, I ended up booking two flights. So I uh, had this as a backup plan. That's a great thing about flying Southwest is when you fly, you can always move around a little bit. You can get flight credits and all those different things. So here I am. I'm talking with the best fans in the country. Let's go to Marty in Arkansas. Marty, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, Ron. How you doing? Not worth a darn. Not worth yeah. a darn, Marty. Well, Brian, do you do you blame? Are you ready to throw the offensive coordinator underneath the bus? I'm close. Get rid of him like a lot of people. Well, look, he, I don't know, Ryan. I mean, he he ain't out there playing. He called the. You know, we couldn't pass. Melrose did not have time. Those first five sacks, he couldn't. He couldn't even throw a two yard pass that quick. They were on him faster than grease lightning on, and 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 anything we did. I mean, he did not have no. The left tackle, when he faked him inside, he beat him to the outside so fast he was on him before we knew it. Even running the football, some they were right there in the hole. I mean, some of them we were one block away, but. Mark, but I mean, I don't think the game. So I mean, what I say is. I don't think the game plan was that bad. We just couldn't execute it. They were, we just couldn't block them. For some reason, we could not block them. And we did not have a time for Bond or or any of them to go 15 to 20 yards downfield and then throw a bomb. He did not have the time. And every time we hiked the ball, on that last play, if you really watch it, the back was going out to the right. And I think he was going to throw it out there, but Melrose had to look down to get the ball. When he looked up, they were on him. He was looking down for the ball nine out of ten times when it got hiked to him. He was. When every time, he was. And I don't... every time he, every time he looked up, <laughs> I mean, you know, he he had to look for the receiver. You know, when you get it and you're already looking at the defense, but then he had to look up again and he didn't have time. So I don't blame it all on on Coach Reese's offense not knowing what to run. We just couldn't run it. We could not run the game plan that we had. 
But I think two plays. You really get to think about it. All right, go ahead. I'm is no no you're fine you're fine i mean i'm on i'm on remote so it's kind of hard for me to pick in and jump in but this offensive line was weak they were probably a i don't know maybe a c plus at best um yeah but but and, and i think Jalen made some mistakes i think he'd tell you that he told us that in the press room yeah, I also he did. go back and I look at the wide receivers. Just... Wide receivers couldn't get open. But even when they found plays that were successful, and I know you can't run the same play over and over and over, but look at Justice Haynes. He came in. He was a spark problem yeah. on his offense. And what did we do? We went away from we him. him. Yeah, we took him out. That's true. That's true, but I don't know. Like the one caller said earlier, saving sometimes go with the older guy in the older game. So sometimes I don't know why we didn't hand it off and let the running back try to and push him like they do in Philadelphia. Just tried to push him in for three yards. But that hindsight on that's twenty. To me, we lost the game. But some of the two places we lost that this this team has is they had a back and set. Oh, yeah, all year long, all year long. But, Ryan, all year long we had never did play a 60-minute uh, a, a game. Even in a Georgia game, it wasn't 60 minutes. We just we just executed better. And wanted, I think we wanted the game more. I don't know who wanted the game more last night, Michigan or us. You know, I mean, Michigan, you know, like I said, they have that chip on their shoulder. They played well. They played they play, we let them dictate to us. They played 1950 football, smack us in the mouth, run it three, four yards, fake it one time and throw it 20 yards. And we couldn't cover last night, Ryan. If we would have blitzed, they would have burned us up all the way. We could not blitz because we couldn't guard them when we didn't blitz. They were wide open two times for, on the opening drive. The guy busted called, busted his his coverage and wide open for a touchdown. Well, well, Marty, Marty, I mean, how many times did they have sacks over and over? I mean, and I know at the end of the day, the players can't play, or coaches can't coach, but there was an adjustment made. But you look back, at yeah, the I know. Times, so there was a sack, sack, and then another sack right behind it. Oh, I know, I know. But I think the game, the two plays to me, we lost the game was. When Melrose slipped, going around the end right there, and he tried to change the ball because he slipped it, and we fumbled it right there because I think we could have scored it there, either field goal or there. But to me, where we really lost it was when we got the ball on the 45-yard line, was leading, all we needed was 10 yards for a field goal and make it a two-score game, and we go back to third and 30 or third and 25 or we 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 had two bad snap, one bad for twenty yard loss, and then another two bad snaps in a row, and it's third down and thirty. That's where we lost the game. Because if we would have got ten more yards there, we win the game. And another place we couldn't run out. We get the ball with four minutes to go, and couldn't get a first down. We get a first down there, even if we punt it after we get the first down, they get the ball back. They would have had to use their two timeouts. And they would have got the ball back with 231, drive the length of the field to drive to, to do the football. But we couldn't get a first down and they got the ball back and went down there and tied it up 2020. But we still got the ball back in time.
but we couldn't get that enough yardage to go get a field goal. So we had our chances. We had our chances. We just didn't execute for some reason. I don't know that's coaching, the players not being able to adjust to the to the pressure or what. But we had our chances to win that game. Just like Saban said, we made too, way too many mistakes in this press conference. And I, so like Marty, I said. Marty, I want, to, I want to go back and ask you, who do you put the okay. most blame on? Oh, God. I guess coaches preparing for the game. I mean, but the coaches aren't out there playing. If the players don't execute, there's nothing. You know, you take a, like you say, you take a uh, uh, a horse to go get water. If he don't drink it, there's nothing you can do. They showed him the game plan, and we could, you know, we're, um, Reese ain't playing left tackle. I mean, there's where, you know, and he, and he ain't, and, and we don't got, and for some reason we couldn't hike the ball last night. So, I mean, the coaches aren't playing. They're putting in a game plan that they think is best, which I don't know was the – to them they were the best. But I think on those five sacks, he was trying to throw the football, and all of a sudden he goes, man, we're not going to be able to throw it. we got to change something here and do what we can do. So, I don't know. I think it goes both ways. The players just didn't execute, and the coaches didn't have them fully prepared. And maybe we did not want it as like I said. Maybe we didn't want it as bad as 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 uh, Michigan, you know. But I can't. Kevin Steele doesn't play D back, and he put the guy in the thing. They schemed us pretty good on getting the linebacker on one of the wide receivers. I mean, that's not you know, if you get in the wrong position, he can tell him on the sideline, "Hey, you got to do this." But when he out there, he can't. You can't be right beside him on the side, on the field and say and grab him like you do in Nintendo games and move him around. So I mean, they made the wrong choice and and Michigan capitalized on it. You got to give That's them, fair. you yep. know, you know they capital and we didn't capitalize on their mistakes because we stopped them in the second half five straight times and had chances. We did, but we just we couldn't drive the football. Well, you know, so I mean, they're they're. they're coaches uh, put them in position to win, and, and we came up a little bit short. Marty, thank you so much, man. Have a great rest yep. of your day. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Uh, greatly appreciate you. Uh, as we move on, I do want to remind you about Nukes Eatery. If you're looking for a great sandwich, Iowa California-style pizza, Nukes Eatery, 205 University Boulevard, 205-758-2455. We roll on. We're taking more of your phone calls. We're going to get to Tony in Oklahoma. Uh, we'll get to Rich in Atlanta. We got Thomas. We got Tony and Tuscaloosa all coming up next. T-Town Tide 100.9, 1230 WTBC. You're home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Hi. 100.9. For more coverage of Alabama football, visit us at Tide100.9.com or download the free Tide 100.9 app. The
push up against a couple of things there. We've got uh, Rich, excuse me, Tony in Oklahoma coming up. We've got Rich coming up. I went a little bit long there. I've got to make this up. Marty in Arkansas, we thank you a couple of minutes ago. Tony in Oklahoma, we're going to get to you in 90 seconds. T-Town Tide, 100.9, 1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Now is Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly sunny this afternoon, the high today 52. Tonight, increasingly cloudy with a low at 32. Tomorrow, cloudy and cold, some light rain at times, the high 43. And Thursday, the sky mostly sunny, the high 52. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 51 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Where college football season never ends. The game with Ryan Fowler. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. This is big boy football. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tony, good afternoon. You're in the game. Thank you for being patient. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, hey, Tony. You brought up you brought up the point that I'd like, to, I'd like to know why Michigan was even in the game, considering their coach had been on the sidelines six of 12 games this year, and there's no consequences for cheating. So what difference does it make? I mean, they beat us. That's fine. That's, that's what happens. But my question is, if there's no consequences for cheating, then why does it matter? Why do you need any rules at all? Well, and I think the NCA, when you look at punishing, they've got to send a loud message. Because if, if they let Jim Harbaugh get by with this, then then what else is going to happen? What Where else are we going in college athletics? What else are we going to restrict? So when you begin to think about you know this punishment, that's why I think he's going back to the NFL. Win or lose next Monday, I think he's going back to the NFL. I, I, I'd be shocked. And to be honest with you, I think that'd be the smartest decision because he's putting it in the hands of, of the NCA. And right now they've been punishing a lot of coaches. Um, but I also, here's what I hate because, you know, we want to blame the youth of our society and we want to put all the blame on them. Well, they do this, they do this. Well, who raised them? What message are we sending to these kids about integrity? That cheating is the way to the top? Is that what we tell these young young people? Hey, listen, it's okay. You cheat a little bit, but you know what? If you make it to the top, then we'll recognize you as champions. That's a that's a bad message to send. And is that not the message that's been sent here? One thousand percent. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, this, this guy's been suspended and violations multiple times. And, and listen, I'm not, I'm not here to make any allegations, but I did notice Alabama. And, and I know Martin Houston's listening right now. Maybe he can explain this to me uh, when we talk next time. We, we didn't do any guests today. But did you notice Alabama got in a huddle last night more than I can ever remember in the last four or five years? Did anybody else notice that? Well, Nick had talked about it in one of his uh, pregame interviews about I mean, you know I... going going to you know going to the NFL style where you can 
talk to the quarterback in the earpiece, you know? Yeah. And, and, so, and I believe I they, mean, they were doing, they were doing some experiments, but, but as far as, I mean, getting in the huddle, I mean, they got, they got in the huddle. And, you know, on that final play, they stayed in the huddle so long. I was like, guys, you gotta hurry, you gotta hurry, gotta hurry, gotta hurry, cause I'm so accustomed to how many seconds they take at the lot of scrimmage. But, uh, this Alabama team got in the huddle last night, and they, so, did Michigan, because if you're a cheater and you, you a guy that walks in the gray area, if you get this close to a championship, do you think you're just going to stop cheating? Uh, no. I mean, to, to even think about we're having conversations about them having to guard iPads because somebody slipped in a, in a hotel room at another place, not Alabama. I don't think there was any allegations there. But Dick Saban's not going to take that approach. He's going to take the high road. He's too, he's got too much class to do that. But when you back up and you begin to think about the conversation that we were having to talk about, you know, literally locking down iPads and the players couldn't watch film in their own room. And then when you look at that first half, I mean, it was like either they were guessing correct. Hey, we apparently lost Ryan a little bit. Okay. Oh, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, why? Go ahead, Tony. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. But I, I, that's all I'm saying. You know what? I'm pretty. I'm pretty pleased with the way the team played this year. I didn't think they'd get to where they got. So I mean, I'm fine with that. I think there needs to be a quarterback competition again next year. I'm not satisfied with what I saw, but you know, there again. Uh, you know, you've got another year to mature. We'll see what happens. I mean, you know, I, I don't think it's a slam dunk that he's a quarterback. I mean, I think there'll be competition. Well, there needs, to be, there, there needs to be competition. I mean, competition yeah. makes us all better. It does in my Absolutely. work. It does in your work. Um, there's sure. nothing wrong with competition. You you hope that there can be competition more than just the quarterback, right? I mean, you, you oh, hope there's competition. Yeah, it, but but the only thing about Nick Saban is he's very loyal to his players, and almost and sometimes, sometimes that's bad too. Too no, loyal. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, he's stuck you know, with he's guys. Be, you know, and I I still think Justice Haynes was the better back uh, last night. Hey Ben, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's everybody waits their turn and that kind of thing. But you know, we just. I think it was like I said. I'm pleased with the team that they got where they where they where they got. I remember the I remember the play of the the team back in the '60s and the '70s too, because that's when I started watching them then. And uh, I think it's I think they're doing really good. I will say this much, and I don't know if you saw this or not, but Kirby Smart made a real good observation after the shellac and they put it on Florida State. He said, "This has got to get fixed." Because he basically, he could have played his second string after after the first quarter and won. And that that's not right. All this opting out with with these scholarships and all this money floating around, it's not right. It's it, you know something's got to change when it comes to that. So, you know, Tony, I think you make a great point. And uh, but we've created this. We've created it reason. You know why we've created it? Yeah. 
We created it because we felt sorry for teams who could not make it into the playoffs the right way. So we created a pathway for the weaker teams. That really kind of matches up with who we are as society, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like, let's just give them. If, if we can't get them into a certain area, we'll, we'll give them. We'll, we'll just, we'll, we'll hand it to them. Say, okay, you, you couldn't earn it the right way, but here it is. Hey, Tony, thank you, man, so much. I hope you have a great All rest right. of your day, sir. Great call. Great you too, call. man. All right, thank you. Let's go to Rich in Atlanta. Rich, good afternoon. You're in the game. Brian! How are you, Rich? Man, you're behind the orange curtain, bro. You're in, a, you're in the right spot out there. 99% Republicans where you are, brother. Yeah, no, I know. They to call him. that behind the orange curtain. Yes, uh, L.A. County you want to be out of. That's where you don't want to be is in L.A. Right, you're in the orange, orange, right. Is, it, is that a good thing? Yeah, behind the orange, yeah, behind the orange curtain, they call it. Ryan, you hit on when I was uh, last night. I couldn't make heads or tails. I was tossing and turning. I finally, you know, trying to figure this all out, you know, and you had just mentioned uh, Hayes. I was flashing Najee Harris against UGA his freshman year. That's what Hayes looked like to me. And I don't know. But I guess what I came back to, and I put it on Twitter, and is what you brought up today, and that is what is the Alabama standard? I, you know, I had my daughter and my kids with me. She showed up in 07. So this is all she's ever known. My grandson, inconsolable that they lost. Um, Ryan, I don't know if fans should be entitled to this standard anymore. I think you can hold the players and coaches to it, but for the fans to feel this way, it almost feels like entitlement to me, and and, and I, I don't think it's right. I made the mistake of going on Twitter, and, and the, the, the amount of uh, stuff that I saw about our center about the, how they hope he jumps off. I, just unbelievable stuff. Um, of course, the coaches. <laughs> of course, my favorite subject is listening to all these guys breaking down the coaches' performances. And, and that's really what I wanted to talk to you about, and which you alluded to earlier. Like I said, can we readjust the standard? Is it fair? for the fans to have this standard that it's somehow, some way, their birthright that Alabama, what you call it, should win national championships on the pace that they have in the past. I just don't think it's realistic, to be honest with you. Not the way it's going. What do you think? Rich, I think it's a conversation that we need to have this offseason because I, 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 almost, Absolutely. I almost look at it because what we've done is we've manufactured chaos in college football. But why did we do it? We did it because we, we thought other teams, inferior teams that have no business playing for a national title, we want to give them a seat at the table. It's like right. I don't I don't have the money to live at North River, but I got you gonna let me in there and I'm gonna put up <laughs> my house right here and there's nothing you can do about it. That's what we've done right. in college football. We've said, Ryan, I know you don't have the money, but we're going to put you in North River. Well, I don't have the money. I can't pay the payments. I can't, I can't do this. I can't do that. Well, you're going to live in North River. 
because you you you're, you deserve to be there. Ryan, this is going to get one million percent worse before it gets better. Because don't forget, there is no contract for this upcoming next year. Months from now, playoff TV. Now the SEC got one billion with a B from ESPN for just the CBS package. Can you imagine what this playoff TV contract's going to be? And like I said, it's happening now as we speak. They're discussing it. It is going to get way worse because these players, and you mentioned it again, entitlement, what they're getting in NIL right now, Ryan, they think that's their entitlement. They want what is on top of that. So, okay, what you're getting in NIL now, wait until they see the number of the TV contract. They're going to have their hand right out. They, they are absolutely going to have their hand right out immediately. Where's my end? Where, where's mine? Where's mine? Where's mine? That's what you created. Well, but I mean, think about the leadership in college football. Rich, I think there isn't any. There isn't any. I, I, th- I think it's dumb to play a national title game on a Monday evening. And then you're going to Retar- let Ridiculous. All- well, I mean, think about all your fans in your playoff games. I know the national title game is next Monday, but last night's game, uh, you're all your fans now have got to travel, you know, to try to get back in, in chaos. I mean, and so it, it's just we have created this. Th- this is chaos, and it, it's manufactured chaos. We've done this. We've done this as a leadership in college football. I'm, I'm really, you know, when you when you think about it, when you think about the fans, it, it's like how much more can they take? How many more hits can they take? Now, let me ask you something about the fans. Let me ask you something about the fans. Like, uh, one of the things I noticed as I was, again, tossing and turning and, 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 and combing, and I saw Aaron Suttles immediately put a video out, and he's asking for money for the collective. And I'm thinking to myself, man, you talk about bad timing. That last night after the game... The, the Yeah Alabama Collective. Is it Yay Alabama? It is. My brother's yeah, a man. I don't know what it's called. My brother, I'd have to ask him. Aaron Sotos put a video out asking for money. Well, but I, is, I mean, is, is that like, is that, well, is that like, is it, is it that what they're doing? I mean, is it that the university? I mean, I, I mean, we could blame Aaron. Right. I sat beside Aaron last night at the game. I mean, he was to my left. I mean, that's, uh, he that's works for him. He he works for him. I don't blame him. It's his job. Yeah, it's his somebody job. told him that was to beg for money. Um, but again, Brian, where I, I, this is what I don't understand. You're talking about the lack of leadership. Absolutely. Well, I, I, I who's telling him to go beg for money last night? Yeah. Well, I made the hypothesis a couple of weeks ago. Let's say I hit the. Has anybody hit the Powerball for this evening or tomorrow? Is what seven hundred fifty million? <laughs> Not me. Well, no, but Not I'm me. Saying, no, but, but let's say I bought a lottery ticket and I won the Powerball. Could I buy right. a national championship team? It is college yep. football got to the point that I said, you know what? Of course it is. I think you could roll out and you could say, I tell you what, I'm gonna put me forty million dollars, like that that barstool guy. Okay, he's like a billionaire, right? 
let's say he wanted to, and who, who knows? I mean, heck, he may be involved with what's happening up in, right. uh, you know, some of the gray area. But let's say he wanted to buy a championship and he's never seen his team win a championship. Could he do that in the current college football structure? Absolutely. Yes. Yes, yes he could. Hey, Ryan, one last question because I want to go on and hear Tony and everybody else. Nick Saban, the caller before mentioned he'd like to see competition at the quarterback position. I understand the thought. Do you really think he's going to do that again? I don't. Because I think if, if there was one mistake, I think, looking back over the season that I think he could make from a constructive criticism standpoint, I think he totally botched the quarterback, um, however you want to call it, competition in the beginning of the year because he was deathly afraid of naming a starter and watching Ty Simpson immediately go to the transfer portal. Do you really think that he's going to allow Sayin to come in and potentially unseat Jalen Milrow and have Milrow, the possibility of Milrow leaving before the first game? Do you really think that's even a remote possibility? Because I don't. Yep. Great point. Beautiful point. I, I, I think I, there's I, a zero. I think there's I gotta, less than zero break. chance. Okay, buddy. To break ribs. Thank hey, you, man. Great hang call. in there, brother. Thank we're you. Continue, See you, brother. We're continue with more of the game. Tide at 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Dan Week 18 in the NFL season will start on Saturday. Doubleheader, Steelers at the Ravens, and then the Colts are home to the Texans. Some injury news on both fronts. No practice today for Steelers safety Minka Fitzpatrick, but quarterback Kenny Pickett did practice for the Steelers. He's expected to be the backup to Mason Rudolph, who was slated to start in Baltimore on Saturday. Ravens head coach John Harbaugh did say yesterday that they'll know it sooner rather than later on who will actually play for them as they have the number one overall seed wrapped up in the AFC. No practice today for Texans wide receiver Noah Brown sat out with a hip injury. Robert Woods, fellow wide receiver, also didn't practice today. Neither did Will Anderson. Rams head coach Sean McVay confirmed to the team's website he'll return as head coach in 2024. While free agent offensive Lyle Collins worked out with the Cowboys today and is being signed to their practice squad, according to the NFL Network. And the New York Jets have released veteran running back Dalvin Cook today following a season where he had just 67 carries. Excuse me, appearances, 45 postseason victories, four Heisman winners, the NCAA all-time scoring leader. We're talking about Alabama's loss to Michigan. Uh, I'm live at the John Wayne Airport. Uh, I appreciate you uh, for being patient with me uh, here in Tuscaloosa. And uh, we're going to have some fun here in the final uh, 50 minutes of the show. We're uh, trying our best to try to get through here. I appreciate you guys don't know how much I thank you for being a part of our show. Um, anytime... 
you come out and you hit the button at two o'clock and you come on the air. Uh, you, you know, I, I didn't have any guests because you were important to me. I thank you for supporting uh, our show uh, here. Uh, it, it is something that I said, you know what, I don't, I don't need a guest to tell me what went wrong. Uh, I want to talk with the Alabama fans and uh, we'll be coming in later this evening. Uh, we'll leave John Wayne Airport around 4.50 Pacific, which is 6.50 back there in the central time zone. We'll fly back to Denver. Denver, we just have uh, about a 30-minute connection, and then we'll be right on to Nashville, and we'll win a car. And we've already got all that reserved. And then we'll drive back to Tuscaloosa, and uh, we'll get ready for tomorrow's show. I'll be back in studio. Let's go to Tony in Tuscaloosa, powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota. Tony, I hope all, hope all is well. Roll Tide. And I'm not talking about. And I'm not talking about the snaps. <laughs> Roll <time. laughs> Oh my lord! Oh. Oh. oh, oh, oh my god! Stings. I mean, oh, that stinks. You know, football's pretty simple. I mean, it really is. Gene Stallings to tell you that. Football's simple. And he'd say it starts with blocking and tackling. It would be wrong. It starts with the snap before you can do blocking. And the game of football is different today in the sense that defenses can't stop anyone in the fourth quarter. I don't care who you are. You can't stop anybody. You know, we didn't stop Georgia in the fourth quarter, but we outscored them. You know, we we didn't stop Auburn in the fourth quarter. We didn't, you go back and say this, you know, we couldn't stop Texas. We get the lead, and you can't stop anybody. And I think it started in the Clemson, the first national championship in the Clemson game, when we realized our defense can't stop anyone. But it's not just us. It's everyone. It is. What this game has come down to is that you've got to be able to play defense the second and the third quarter. you got to stop other teams and keep them under 30, and you got to outscore them. Can you imagine, I mean, just imagine for a second, being Jalen Milrow. You're running up against the best defensive coordinators in college football, the best defensive players in college football. You're in the biggest game you've ever been in, and you're playing a team that's showing you man and flipping the zone, or showing you zone and flipping the man. But you know what? You don't know it until two seconds after the snap because you're chasing the snap all over the field. Oh, my Lord. I, I, I mean, you get up there and you're looking and you're like, okay, they're, they're in man-to-man. Here comes the snap. Oh, my goodness, it's about to hard. Please pick it up. Oh, my God, they're in zone. What do you People are like, I hope we have quarterback competition. I don't really like what I saw. Are you kidding me? That guy is unbelievable. If we had had any other quarterback in the country, back there, we'd have lost four games. And not because maybe Milrow is the 
most refined passer and he is the best runner and this that. It's because he's an athletic freak that you can roll the ball back to him and he can still make a play. And I'm not – look, I feel sorry for our center. Because the entire – the entire it's not, it's not. That's what I'm saying. I feel sorry for him. He had never, not one time the entire season, shown he could step the football. From the very first touchdown to the very last play, in all snaps in between, there were four different snaps this year. You had the roll tide. You had, like, the shotgun snap, and I know not because we're in the shotgun, but because you have no idea where the ball's going. Going high, going off to the side. Looks like a, an infielder on the left side of the diamond throwing to first base, and he throws it to right field. That's what the snaps look like. It does. And he's chasing it, it down. It does. Or, or are the premature snap where no one's ready for it. Boom, here it comes. You know, Jalen's out there trying to call. Everyone's got their boob. They're snap. They're snap. Here it comes. Watch out. Oh, and we're trying to run plays. And this is like every position we've got. And then you have the occasional, holy smoke, I missnapped it. It hit him right in the center. Hit him right in the hands. You know, Martin Houston, I was traveling this morning. I listened to his show. And he had a stat today. Okay. The most conservative stat, he said, that they could find. There were 25 snaps this year where the quarterback had to dive on the ball. Oh, my Lord. Couldn't pick it up. Couldn't do anything. 25 snaps where he just had to fall on the ball. Think if you'd have had, think if you'd have had Ty Simpson back there, how many of those would they have been falling off? 50. 60. Nothing against Todd Simpson. But you can't blame the center because he never showed he could step the ball. But you keep putting him out there. You keep asking him something. What's the, well, what is, I'm, I'm going to give you a definition. I want you to tell me what the word is. You continue to do the same thing over and over and over and over again, but you expect a different result. What is that the definition of? Insanity. Easy. Yeah. That, that, that was it. That's the season. And we and we are so good. And we are so talented. We were that close, and we couldn't do the most basic thing in football, snap the ball. Why would you continue to line up in the shotgun if your center can't get the ball to the quarterback? Tony, you're asking some very complicated questions, uh, and I think they're all valid. Um I don't. I don't think they're complicated. No, I know, but I'm just saying. I mean, it's um, other than say we got out coached. I mean, I mean, this goes to player development. This goes to everything, and I I, I feel so sorry for our center because everyone's looking at him. Everyone's like going, "That guy sucks. It sucks to suck. That guy's awful." That's good. He has never, ever, ever shown the ability to step the football. But we keep putting him in that position. We keep putting our offense in that position. You know, I hear people go, I can't believe we ran that play at the end of the game. What else could you run? Because you didn't know where the step was going to be. 
Well, and, and not just that. I mean, I keep saying roll, <laughs> I mean, it, roll him out. But, but here's the roll thing him about out. rolling him out. Then you got to roll the snap out in the way. Well, that's the thing. You go roll the snap out the way you want him to roll out because that way he's already running that way, trying to field the snap. You can't call a play if you don't know if you can get the ball to the quarterback. It's crazy. Why were we in fourth and forever from the fourth and goal from forever against Auburn? Why were we in that position? Mistakes. Snap. Bad snaps. You know, Gary Danielson. I hate Gary Danielson. I know you hate Gary Danielson. I do. We all hate Gary Danielson. He had one of the greatest comments in the SEC championship. Day. Cordy He was so dumbfounded by how awful the snaps were. They were all low. All of his ankles in there. Gary Danielson finally goes, you know what? Do you think maybe these bad snaps are intentional? So that way the defense can't see where the ball is when they're running the play? <laughs> I can't even and I mean, I mean, think about it, but it's true. You're like going, I've never seen a college team. I've never seen a middle school team that can't snap the football consistently. And it's not the player's fault. He's never been able to. I heard, oh, he was injured. Oh, he was this. Oh, he's that. No. And then I hear where well, the reason they chose him to be the center is because of his blocking. What? The first thing you got to have is a good connection exchange between the quarterback and the center. That's football 101 the first day of offensive practice. Is it not? It is. It is. And, and I think, but you, you think about it, Art, let's go back to Darian Dalcourt because I, as you're going through that, I'm going, okay, where could we have made a switch? Darian Dalcourt still on that team. James Brockemeyer is a center. He's still on that team. At why, why didn't they try other options? Is, is Seth McLaughlin the best they've got? So in other words, instead of a, you know, a bad snap, it was a snap that was like a punter. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not at practice. They don't allow us to go to practice. But when you when you begin to think about it, you, you begin to say, why did Nick Saban not make a switch? Uh, uh, you know, that's the most dumbfounding thing right there. I mean, that's that that, uh, I, and I want someone needs to ask him that question because it cost us a national championship. How good would this team have been if we could have snapped the freaking football? I mean, it was all year. It wasn't just like, oh, wow, bad luck. No. You knew. Uh-oh. I think we lost Tony there. I don't know exactly what happened. Let me take a break here. We'll continue with more of the game. We'll take more of your phone calls. I know phone lines completely jammed up. The Pharmacy at Midtown, the Pharmacy at Midtown with T.J. Thomas. He's the Nick Saban of Pharmacists. The Pharmacy at Midtown. You know, as we approach right now, this year, you're going to spend the same regardless of where you choose. So if you go to Rite Aid or if you go to the big box stores, Walgreens, um, you want to drive around the building, keep doing that. The insurance sets the rate for what you're going to pay. It is the Pharmacy at Midtown. The Pharmacy at Midtown. Make better decisions in 2024. I know we made the switch a few years ago, and that quality, consistent medication 
It is the pharmacy at Midtown. We roll on next, Tide 100.9-1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We've got our hands full on Highway 69. This in the northbound direction at Union Chapel Road. It looks like we're dealing with an accident in the area. Traffic crawling back to Clear Lake Street. And don't forget about that road construction. It's always near. 2059 eastbound after Foster's. You do have that road work zone and it's going to cause you some delays from time to time. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Tammy Thomas. Hey, TuscaloosaToyota.com, a huge part of our show. We are powered by those guys every single day. The service department, always great. The new inventory side, all those new Toyotas come with that lifetime powertrain warranty. And right now, we have the most inventory that we've had in over two and a half years. Camrys, Corollas, RAV4s, Highlanders, 4Runners, Tundras, Tacomas, also the pre-owned inventory. Most of the pre-owned inventory comes with that same lifetime powertrain warranty see all of the inventory TuscaloosaToyota.com and Tuscaloosa Toyota on Skyland Boulevard. Rumsey Environmental serving the sound of my voice with waste removal services, portable toilet services, construction debris removal containers customized to fit your job site. Maybe it's remodeling. Maybe it's the storage containers. We did this about a year ago, moved all of our furniture into a storage container, brought out the construction debris removal containers. They customized to fit your job site. When you talk about when you have to know it's being done right, that's the time to call Rumsey Environmental, 205-248-0002, 205-248-0002. Rumsey Environmental, a one-stop shop serving West Alabama for all of your waste removal needs. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly sunny this afternoon, the high today 52. Tonight, increasingly cloudy with a low at 32. Tomorrow, cloudy and cold, some light rain at times, the high 43. And Thursday, the sky mostly sunny, the high 52. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 47 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The longest running sports show in Tuscaloosa. The game with Ryan Fowler on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. You know, I tell you, there's nothing more California than sitting at John Wayne Airport in a nursing station drinking carbon neutral water. Mmm. Climate neutral certified. Hmm. I tell you, man, I just feel good about myself. Let's continue. Tony, I think we accidentally cut you off. Uh, Tony, good afternoon. Continue. <laughs> hey, no, no. Okay, my rant's over. My, my rant is over, but I do I, I do want to celebrate something today. And you identifying as a nursing birthing parent today out in California is, has, has allowed TJ and I to finally be able to introduce TJ's latest product line that he's bringing in. <laughs> okay. this, this, this is exciting. I'm going to need your help to help us introduce this product. This product is It's Adult Diapers. It's for those that are gender fluid. When life, when, when your life is more fluid than just your gender, turn to It's Adult Diapers. And I'm going to tell you, they're amazing. 
Doesn't matter. If you wake up one way and all of a sudden you're feeling like a guy, then he becomes hits adult diapers. You get it? So it becomes what, Ryan? Hits, correct? It is. Say it with me now. It becomes what when when you're identified as a guy? It's. It's. Now, if you're identifying as a she, it becomes what? It's. Shit! <laughs> it's. She is. She is. It's so simple. He is or she is. Or it's just it if you're non-binary. Whatever going through. Now, well, th- these things are fantastic. TJ's tried them out. He said they're great. But he did have one word of caution. Do not use Big Richard's flagpole ointment supplement, I mean, with the it's diapers. Not a good it's not a good match. Not a good fit. Not a good fit. Could get a little messy. Okay. Well thank you, Tony. I'm you guys are the best, man. Y'all's comedy. Uh. <laughs> you know, I, I, I do it for the people. <laughs> Thanks. I'm a giver. Hey, hey, what do you think these white spots are on the floor in here? I don't know about, well, you know, it could be a couple things. <laughs> but I'm going to say this. I just want to kind of give you, I want you to give me an idea. Is there any talent in there? Is there any hot women in there that are breastfeeding their kids? Because well, if so, I might go hang, I might go hang out at the Birmingham airport a little bit. And I might start identifying as a, as a, as a, as a baby. Well, it's I've hungry. Shirt. I've got my shirt up if, if that counts. Well, no, no, that, that's not what I'm looking for, Ryan. Uh, I'm looking for actual women. <laughs> I'm not just looking for a breast. I'd prefer them not to be hairy. And I'd like, to, <laughs> I'd, I'd like it to be attractive. And then, hey, I just snuggle right on up. You know, hey, baby. Baby's There's thirsty. No, no, these rooms are private. They've got like separate stations, so you just well, yeah, I'll hang outside and see one come in. Say, hey, that, that, now we're talking. <laughs> uh, Tony, you're the best, man. Thanks. Hey, remember it's it's adult diapers for when more than your gender is fluid. <laughs> Roll Tide. Roll Tide, and I'm not talking about the steps. Roll Tide. The Pharmacy at Midtown. T.J. Thomas. Oh, my Lord. Good comedy. Good comedy. Um, wow. Um, we're taking phone calls here. <laughs> I don't even know where to go after that. Thomas, good afternoon, Thomas. You're in the game. Hey, Ryan. I'm a longtime subscriber on Twitter, but uh, I don't uh, – this is my first time calling in. So well, I just wanted you, to give you, you some thoughts. Well, Tony, you, Go ahead. Uh, Thomas, you, you, Thomas, you probably think today's a train wreck, and it has been. It has been. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, uh, I, I, it's the first time in my 23 radio, 23 years of radio broadcasting that I've broadcast from a, a nursing station. Hey, man, whatever works. But uh, I just wanted to, to give you some thoughts I had after the game, and uh, yeah, please, I think please, a lot of people are being I think a lot of people are being way too hard on Jalen Milrow. The guy gave his heart and soul to this team. And, uh, you know, I understand where would this he's, team still, be without he's him? still working. Where, where, would this, exactly. where would this team be without him? 
Exactly. And uh, I think another thing that people are forgetting is that this team started the season not so hot, didn't look too good. The first uh, TD of the game uh, of the of the season against Middle Tennessee was literally a botch snap. Um, I think a lot of people forget about that part. And, uh, I mean, I'm telling you, man, if, if it wasn't for the botch snaps in the offensive line, I think this team would have accomplished their goal of winning the national title. But a, a lot of people are not giving the credit to Michigan that's due. Now, I know the scandal that's going on, and I hate that. I hate that, you know, we even have to think about that because whether whether the scandal's true or not, that's a good team. And, um, you know, just, just putting it in perspective, they, they were the better team last night, and it, it hurt. It, it, it sucked to see, but um, we belonged there. We belonged to have the opportunity to play against them. And the special teams with lights out, the change of field position. Um, I mean, Milrow did everything he could have done with a botch snap. And every, every drive, it felt like there was at least one low snap. The final play of the game that everybody's saying, is Milrow the guy? Is Milrow the guy? It was a botch snap. They actually posted it on Twitter um, that it was a botch snap. There's a, a, a video of it being botched. So, I mean, what if we're going to hang our hat on something, we need to hang our hat on the fact that we won the SEC, we defeated Georgia, we avenged every every person that's beat us in the last two years, except Texas, who also got beat last night, and that uh, the, the guys gave it all they had, man, and, you know, was it enough? Probably not. It didn't look like it was, but this was a young, inexperienced team from the teams we've seen in the past, and they deserve to be able to not be um, completely – I'll say it's okay to give criticism, but to be completely just uh, talked about and, and shit on is, is just – it's not fair to them because they did give it their all. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I appreciate your phone call, Thomas. Where are you calling us from? I'm calling you from Gulf Shores. Okay. Beautiful place. Is that where you make your home? Uh, yes, sir. Okay. I'll tell you what, man. We love to visit Gulf Shores. And uh, I know my good friend Chuck Norwood down there, Remax of Gulf Shores, is a huge help of our sponsorship of our show. He's part of reason why we're in California. And uh, those guys always do a great job of serving me and my family. And uh, they'll do the same for you. But it, it's when you look at this Alabama team, we were playing with house money. And I know Alabama fans don't want to hear that. But this team, yep. there were so many different mistakes. There were so many different areas of concern. When you back up and you really begin to think about it, um, we, we've got to correct some of those. And whether it's recruiting, whether it's development, and I'll tell you somewhere else that we lack too. And I don't know if... I didn't think that we were a physically football team on the defensive line. And I know we're going to work our way around to that area. But when you look at the defensive line, we struggled. When's the last time Alabama had a dominant defensive lineman over there? You're right. Yeah, I mean, Michigan Michigan was the more physical team last night. They were, they were by far the more physical team last night. And one thing I will say as a criticism of Milrow was, that when he did have his time, he wants to be Bryce Young. Um, in a lot of situations, he'd rather be a, a drop back passer and make that play versus using his legs, even when he's got the, the, the green in front of him. But, you know, at the same time, they were crashing the A gap all night on him. 
So, I mean, you know, we can give criticism about every player in that game, but at the end of the day, we're just fans of the game. And, you know, to be honest with you, with the team we played this, this year, we're just lucky to have been there. Those boys put themselves to that point. Thomas, I hope you'll call again uh, because you, you've made some great points and you brought a lot of energy. I appreciate you calling in. Anything else? Oh, man, I just wanted to say one last thing for people that thought that we were down and out. Um, Alabama was holding the lead late in the fourth quarter last night. They were. Night. They were. And, uh, I mean, and, I mean, all they needed was either a drive on offense or a touchdown. Well, they only when they had they needed down. one stop, fourth and two. Fourth and two, one stop, yep. one stop. And we're going to Houston. Yep. Instead, we're coming back to Tuscaloosa. Yep. And, you know, man, it, it is what it is. But somebody, there's one other thing I wanted to address, or maybe two. One thing was Connor Stallions was at that game. I found that out as well. Um, you know, Dude, let, what let, y'all can talk about that. Connor Stallions was at that game um, last night. They, they actually had video proof of him being there with a the former Michigan player. I saw it on Twitter. You're more than welcome to go find it yourself. But uh, he was at the game, so I thought that was really interesting. Um, in the lower bowl somewhere, somebody posted it, and they verified that it's true. So I don't know, I don't know how true it is or not, but that's what that's what the current status is right now. Um, I'll tell you what, you, you so, said you follow me on Twitter. Will you send me that in a DM because I bought DMs are open. You're, you're cutting out on me. What you say? No, I said, will you send that to me via a DM, like a direct message? Will you send me that tweet or tag oh, me? Yeah, because I'd like to see yeah, it. Yeah, I can. I can send it to you. Actually, I didn't even think about that. I do follow you, so yeah, yeah, yeah please. Send it to you. Yeah, send it to me. I'd love to see it because I think it's something that uh, you know yeah. I'd love to dive into. Yeah. So you're, you're cutting out on me, man. But I just wanted to pass that along. I thought that was really interesting, and it felt like the whole first half. They knew every every play we were going to call. Um, it felt like they were they were jumping the snap count. Even um, it just just felt like a really weird game through and through. And uh, you know, man, all you can do is all you can do. And, and Alabama gave it their all this year. And uh, I think we should be proud of the boys for what they have accomplished. You know, I mean, they won the SEC championship. They beat Georgia. There's really not much else to it. Thank you again. I appreciate you as always, Thomas. Thank you. We'll break here. We'll continue with more of the game. Uh, we'll, we got the final 20 minutes left. We'll take more phone calls, phone lines completely jammed up. T-Town, Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama, Crimson Tide Sports. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. You got problems in South Tuscaloosa now backing you up solid on Highway 69 southbound at Bobby Miller Parkway. That's bumper to bumper delays due to an accident. It's got a lane down and Skyland Boulevard both north and southbound at 31st Avenue moving smoothly. Now we do have the road construction. It is ongoing on 2059 eastbound before Tuscaloosa coaling. And with your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Tammy Thomas. National championship team covering a national championship team. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
We're still going to be able to get to all of the calls uh, coming up here in just a couple of minutes. I'm going to squeeze in uh, Pat, Tuscaloosa, Mitchell, and Ellis. And uh, appreciate you guys being patient with me. I'll get to Pat coming up here in just a couple of seconds. Uh, I do remind you about Rumsey Environmental. It's a one-stop shop serving West Alabama for all of your waste removal needs. If you've got to take the Auburn out of your life, it's Rumsey Environmental, a one-stop shop serving West Alabama. We roll on. Final 15 minutes left, and then I'm going to jump on an airplane, uh, and we're going to fly back to uh, Denver and then to Nashville, and then I'll get in a rental car, and I'll drive back to Tuscaloosa. That's my plan. So I'll be back somewhere around, I'm hoping, uh, 4 a.m. That's my goal, 4 a.m. I'll get a little bit of sleep, and I'll see you guys tomorrow in the studio. I know Noah's going to be back. I appreciate Wyatt and Simon for helping us out. We'll continue with more of the game next. Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tuscaloosa Toyota on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tuscaloosa, this will be the final segment, and then I'm going to jump on uh, Southwest and, uh, you know, a mad dash for uh, maybe one of those good seats, and I'll be going back to Denver and then on to Nashville. I want to go back and thank our great sponsors because without them, we wouldn't be here. And that it's something that, listen, I take a lot of pride. Uh, matter of fact, they're going to do a big uh, national story on what we were able to do as far as pulling off a local radio show, only radio show uh, there on Radio Row. We were it. We were the only station. Um, that takes sponsors. And it's Chuck Norwood, Remax of Gulf Shores. It is DanielMoreArt.com. Remember that code word will be extended uh, there for 20% off. Alabama scored 20 points in the Rose Bowl. You know, it just hit me. We scored 20 last night, too. It's not for that, but it's for 1926. We won the national title. Uh, but DanielMoreArt.com, Good Works Fabrication, the fire pits that you see uh, in so many great businesses like Mark's Mark. Uh, those are made by Good Works Fabrication. Matt Breyer's, Breyer Spray Foam, Breyer Spray Foam, Open Cell, Closed Cell, Insulation, the Encapsulation. It's Matthew Breyer's, Breyer Spray Foam. Uh, Briar Spray Foam. Let Matthew Briars come out, do an evaluation. Blue Spring Living Water. I promise you it's better than this more ocean, less plastic, open water, still water than I'm drinking right here. Uh, Taco Casa, Chicken Salad Chick. Bet you greatly appreciate all of those guys for being a part of our show. Uh, the great sponsorship right there. Uh, the great products. Thank you guys for allowing us to serve the Alabama fans. Uh, Taco Costa, Chicken Salad Chick, Bet You, Matthew Breyers, Breyer Spray Foam, DanielMoreArt.com, Chuck Norwood, Remax of Gulf Shores. Uh, we owe you uh, a debt of gratitude. Uh, we owe you a gigantic thank you. And uh, 
we greatly appreciate you for allowing us to be here. Uh, regardless of not coming home with a win, uh, it was disappointing. Let's go to our next phone call. And I believe that is, uh, it's Pat Tuscaloosa. Pat, I hope all is well. Welcome into the game in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, man. I, uh, Matthew Byers is a really, really fine individual too. Uh, besides just a sponsor to the show. And I, and I, and I appreciate these, all these you, sponsors. Yeah, no doubt. Huh? No doubt. Matthew's, Matthew's an awesome guy, man. Yep. And, and anyway, uh, what I called about, hey, is this Yay Alabama? Hey, this has got to happen, Ryan. Uh, first off, I've got a plan on how to raise money. There's 15,000 student tickets. You add on a $100 per game, uh, how do you say, uh, entertainment fee. They call it whatever they want, tax deductible. That, uh, but, well, no, uh, whoa, the parents, whoa, 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 what? Hold on. What? You're saying dollars per game. Huh? So you add it to the students? Yeah. One hundred. I, I, for the, that's the entertainment fee. One hundred dollars per game. They drink that much cold beer after the ball game. But, uh, and uh, anyway, hey, that gives us one point five million per game, and they have to pay for the Western Kentucky game. They have to pay that hundred dollars for it too, because in order to get the LSU game, you got to buy the Western Kentucky game too. And uh, no big deal. I, I, I mean, I you like wouldn't even know it, Ryan. You wouldn't even know it. I know you're a big government guy and you love taxes and, uh, oh, man, hey, this is a great tax. This is a entertainment tax. But, hey, this is like putting oh, a tax on what you want. I mean, I paid $575 worth of tax out here and they called it everything. I mean, I, I was gonna, I took a screenshot of it. It was a resort convention tax. It was, I mean, all of this. You, you can call it what it wants. I'm, I'm not really for your big government idea, to be honest with you. Well, well, I'm just saying that's an easy way to raise 1.5 million per game. That goes a long ways toward buying a defensive tackle in one Walter Nolan that Ole Miss just got, that we missed on. And we missed on and because you hey, Nick saying these guys, I ain't saying that Walter did, but they, Nick saying these guys are coming with their hand out. And he did not want, Coach Saban does not want to pay players before they show him what they can do or, or, or how they can, you know. And I get that. I mean, I, I understand, however, hey, we lost a guy down in, uh, South Alabama to, uh, the mugger eaters, and uh, you know we lost him because of the money factor. It wasn't because he had any kind of uh, patronage to uh, the Cal College. It had nothing to do with it. Is that not agreeable? I mean, I no doubt. I mean, the money is the big issue now. I mean, it, it is the driving force of college football. And um, I, this collective, we got to get behind it. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm going to get well, behind then, it. I'm, I'm going to put, put some of my lunch money in it. Pat, are you a part of Yale, Alabama? I am. Well, then that's a start. You know, that, uh, uh, we pay, we, we pay, uh, we got four tickets and we, uh, we pay a, a fee in order to have those four tickets. That goes to Pad Pride. That all, but that's not part, that's a separate organization from Yale, sure Alabama. Is. Absolutely. But, but 
but we've got to figure out how this all this all splits up. I mean, there's going to be more to it. I mean, there's a tremendous amount of money goes into each one of them bowls. I, I know it costs a little bit, well, but Pat, here I, and there, I got to get, yeah. get back on the. I know you got to get. Hey, we're going to talk. We're going to talk more. Oh, uh, this week, maybe tomorrow, or somebody can get back in here. I don't know. But anyway, okay. hey, have a blessed day. But think about that $100 per student. That's a $1.5 million per game. Uh, seven home games. Hey, that's $10 million. I got it. Give or take. I got it. Thank you, right. man. Right. Uh, let's, let's go to Mitchell. Mitchell, good afternoon. You're in the game. Ron, I know you're uh, pushing time. Hey, we're all disappointed in the loss. You know, um, but the team over overachieved anyway. I mean, from 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 week two to to now, I mean, we we overachieved because we we made the playoffs and all that. But like I said, we're all disappointed. Obviously, you know, I got to work today. Three or four people. Hey, hey man, hey man, what happened? You know what happened, Ryan? We got beat. You know, don't beat. point the finger. We got beat. Don't point the finger at anybody. We 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 some of, some part of it. We yeah we we. Uh, beat ourselves a little bit, but we got beat and we'll just, we'll go from there. Uh, but you look at it. Hey, I, I would have loved to have one loss Alabama versus one loss Texas. Both of those teams lost. It's undefeated Michigan versus undefeated Washington. Those are the two best teams this year. That's all I got, Ryan. Roll tide and we'll talk to you later. Be good. Thank you. Thank you, Mitchell. Great phone call, man. Uh, appreciate each and every one of you guys. Let me go to Ellis, the last duck through the hole, and then I'm going to get out of this nursing station. And uh, Ellis, does it make you feel awkward that you're talking to me as I leave a nursing station? No, it just Tony about killed me. Well, he about killed me too. But uh, I, I despise people like Joseph. I think a lot of people. Uh, I just, I, people. I, just, I, just I, can't, I can't stand people like that. But it is what it is. It ain't got nothing to do with Jalen Monroe. We lost, but 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 I'm thankful for what they've done this year. From what we had, you you know, look at look at all what what they've done and what we had. A young team. I'm I'm proud and happy for what they've done, right? And I'm ready to go on to next year. I don't even want to talk about this year anymore. Well, Last year's over and done with. Let's just let's go on and start talking about the new year coming up. Well, I got a feeling we're going to be talking about this for uh, quite a few weeks. Well, you may be, but yeah. I, I think a lot of I think a lot of people are going to choose to because uh, we still got a lot to unpack around this game. Um, so That's I think right. it'll be a lot of people that. I mean, listen, I, I, I think this Connor Stallions, uh, people have been sending me tweets the last couple of minutes. Connor Stallions was at the game? Are y'all kidding me? Michigan allowed this guy that they fired a few weeks ago to sit right behind the Michigan bitch? There you go. Cheaters. I mean, th- these these had to be tickets that came from an athletic department. Cheers, man. But, uh, Cheers uh, never win, but in this case, they did. 
Uh, I appreciate you, yeah. Ellis. I hope you go Washington. Is all I got to say. Go Washington. I can agree with that. Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate you, Ellis. Thank you for calling in and being a part of our show, man. I hope you have a great new year. I'm going to close. I with plan you. on it. Yeah, I plan on it. I hope you do. Thank you, Ellis. Let's continue. Yeah. Uh, I'll be back in the studio tomorrow. Big thanks to Wyatt. Big thanks to Simon. This is probably one of the most awkward shows to have to produce with me on the road and remote. I got to get out of here. I got to catch a plane. I'll be back in Nashville. I'll be back in Tuscaloosa. I'll be back tomorrow in the studio. One more time from California. Good night. Roll Tide. I'll see you guys back in T-Town tomorrow. Reminding you that we call this program the game and the only way that you win a big game. The game of life is to walk daily with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Good night, T-Town. to the game with Ryan Fowler, powered by Tuscaloosa Toyota, on your home for Alabama sport, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tuscaloosa traffic.